This week on a very merry double episode of the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday show, Sarah Colonna Returns Again, the Thursday show, Swiss Cheese Elevators, Shame Buttons, Goals versus Resolutions. And this week's Monday show, Daniel and Allison, Your Calls and Daniel's Puzzle OCD. And the Thursday show, Modern Dracula, Mall Talk, Wendy's State of Disrepair. Also stay tuned after the show for a special double episode of Trice and I catching up. I put it at the end so you wouldn't have to be forced to listen to it. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Now on with the show. You're depressed, you were really messed up. You know I understand. But why did you not talk to me? Why did you love me forever? Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry, and your other host, Trice, is alive and well and here with me. Welcome back, Trice. I have returned. I have risen from the grave. Uh, <laughs> I am here. Um, I will share my wisdom with you all shortly. But please do. Yes. Also, hi. Uh, I- Yes, I said alive and well. I honestly don't know that for for fact. So <laughs> we should probably catch up with you. There is so much to catch up with you on. You went to Washington. You've gotten COVID. There's been things. There's stuff. You also came out to LA. We, we talked about that. I wanted to hear. So I got to hear. I finally got to hear the whole episode. The whole thank you for being a fan with Shara that was such a good episode. I'm so glad that you put it out separately and as a thank you for being a fan. Not, I mean, this re- reiterates, like, the BFFs are fucking amazing. Like, every time we get to know any any of them any more than just, you know, seeing a post here or there, it's like, oh, there's are some amazing people. And I applaud you for going out to meet her and uh, getting to know her better. We haven't talked in a very long time. And getting to, I mean, she was so vulnerable and... Shara, you helped me put my own problems into perspective because the stuff you're dealing with is heavy and I, my heart goes out to you and I, and I love you. And I think that's, I just appreciate that you felt vulnerable enough to just say everything you wanted to say. But not only that, it was funny too. It was just, it was a very enjoyable episode. So everyone needs to go listen to her episode. But Trace, I wanted to hear about I just want to hear about your your journey to Washington and then and then COVID and how you're feeling. Oh, and then shout out. Yeah. A lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's uh let, let's do sh- shout outs first if you don't okay. just to, okay. you just to, yes. you know, grease the wheels. Let's uh Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, you know what? Let me go first. Um, so shout out uh, speaking speaking of, uh, shout out to Shara. Uh we just we trade TikToks back and forth. I, I aside from um, enjoying having her on the podcast and everything, it's it's uh, I don't know. We we keep in touch, and I appreciate it. And she is kind of the best. Shout out to uh, Heather in the Facebook group, a newish addition to the Facebook group. But she posted a very nice message uh, just the other day, and 
also, before that, I posted a little thread sort of asking people how they're listening to the podcast. Um, and she mentioned an app for Android, I think, called AntennaPod, which I tried out, and it's pretty cool. I'm still using a different app. There's some, some compatibility issues with AntennaPod, but it's also, uh, I like it, so thanks for the suggestion. It wasn't it wasn't meant to be a suggestion, but I, I tried it out and it's good. Um, also, shout out to Leanne, who also posted something very nice in the Facebook group. She posted how much she loved this most recent Thursday episode, which I appreciated. And I always feel like we could be more positive about Allison's show in general. Okay, Ulysses. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, see, there, there you JJ. go. Ah! Starting stuff. <laughs> Restarting stuff. No. Um, but I did appreciate that she went out of her way to talk about something she liked about the, the podcast. Of course, shout out to Rafi for co-hosting uh, last episode. The the original recipe of the, of the Best Friends <laughs> fan cast. I appreciate it. Are you the extra crispy? Uh, I am the... I am the Crystal Pepsi of the Best Friends podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Let's... <laughs> you know, Trace, you've been going to therapy long enough that you need to know that you're worthy and so your self-worth is more than a Crystal Pepsi. Sure. I'm the <laughs> vanilla Coke. I'm like, some people like it. Okay. Some people, okay. Some people really enjoy uh, it. Let's say you're a Cherry Coke, because I feel like that might be something that people are torn on, like, which one do I like better? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, 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 sure. I'll accept it. Lisa, did you have any shout-outs yes. or, or call-outs? I do have shout outs no call outs let's be positive here today shout out to the tnc and also shout out to heather because she wanted to know what tnc what tnc stood for and i and i should have let it go on on a little longer people guessing even though i know little Rafi already knew the answer but he was being silly with his tacos and cheese or whatever the fuck but quick for people that don't know tnc is my closest group of friends and we used to hang out every Tuesday night playing board games like super nerds um, in the center of my city until the restaurant was closing up around us. And my one of my friend's moms called her and was asking her what she was doing. And she was and my friend told her and she said, oh, are you hanging out with your Tuesday night club? And so that became a joke because she was making fun of us, rightly so. And the joke became reality and then it became TNC and we all have uh, matching tattoos because why the fuck not? Shout out to East Coast Jen. Shout out to motherfucking Dr. J because she asked me, would you like to be my date to go see one Jackie J. Johnson do her stand her uh, one woman show? And uh, so we went out last Wednesday. We met up. She gave me uh, my Christmas present and it was a quite uh, enjoyable evening. Midweek going to LA. I was like, oh, sure. I got this on the day. I was like, oh, shit. Do I got this? And guess what? I did. And it was great. Shout out to Ray Morgan, Ulysses. Shout, uh, an extra shout out to Heather and her baby, who is an honorary BFF for life. I'm just going to say it. A, a fucking adorable. Cover your baby's ears. But um, your baby is quite cute. Shout out to superfan Megan. Can you hear that? No. Okay. Oh, my God. I just heard a baby talking behind me. Is this place haunted? That's your biological clock, Mason. It, it's it been ticking heavy. <laughs> shout out to, I don't know what I just said. Shout out to Superfan Megan. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> shout out to Lil Rafi. Shout out to Lauren. Shout out to Librans. Shout out to Leanne. I miss talking to you and I hope that I could be part of the B, B team at some point. I, I know I, I know you're grading on a curve and it will lower 
the curve. But uh, also shout out to the aforementioned Shara because just uh, wonderful to get to know you better. And I hope that you join us on the show soon. Okay, that's all my shout outs. Let's catch up, shall we? I want to hear about your trip and I want to hear about your sickness and I want to hear about you being well. Okay, I am late on me. I am mostly well. I am probably like 90%. My voice is still a little creakety crackety. And, you know, there's more mucus going on than I would appreciate. But, mm. um, but <laughs> overall feeling a lot better. So the, the, Hmm. The the grand overview before getting into details is I took a vacation trip to Portland a couple weeks ago. Um, I spent about a week there. It was great. I had been meaning to go and travel more places, and I decided to just go somewhere. Oh, I said you went to Washington, but you went to Portland. I forgot. That was the beginning. Yes. My bad. And uh, yeah, so I decided to go somewhere that I'd never been before and just, you know, stretch out. Just spend enough time there to, to feel like I could... I'm not, you know, in a rush to do everything or that sort of thing. So I gave myself five and a half days or something like that wow that's awesome i think we should talk about allison we will the ketchup is over like you said the mustard is the uh, elevator of this swiss episode sure (laughs) that we're gonna get into next regular words (laughs) yeah that's a sentence that makes sense okay before we move on i gotta go turn on light because the sun's setting on the show the sun is like we're done the times have taken time is what i'm indicating there that was a Seinfeld reference, in case you were wondering. You weren't, but you know what? I'll say it anyway. Blue, type it. We, mm, huh. We have come up with a date for the group recording. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this kind of commitment? Yeah. Get on that edge, baby, because the only part you're going to need of that seat, it is the last weekend of April. It's going to be the group recording. Uh, join us, won't you? Um, but we did get to do ca- a little catch up and maybe that's going to be after the fact, but we might catch up after this. Who knows? I am no fortune teller. <laughs> well, we, there, some stuff was recorded. We're still figuring yes. out. We, we had There's a, a lot to say to each other is all. Yes, we did. There's a catch up. It might happen before. It might ha- happen after. I'm not sure what, what's going to happen, but the mustard of the matter is this episode and we are going to we already did shout outs we already did all the stuff and you will either hear it before or after and so you will feel fulfilled as if it was a normal episode so and then some so i feel like let's just dive right in shall we try yeah i think it's time i think we've earned it okay. and set it up all right, let's talk about Monday. It was Sarah Colonna returns again. Oh, so much. Okay, so uh, do you have general? Let's. I'm just going to throw it to you. General thoughts on the episode and topics, if you will. Uh, so or what? I, I remember her being on a long time ago, and I was like, "Oh, she hasn't I feel been like on." It from, wasn't yeah, that in my mind. So I I think back to probably her first couple times that she was on when she was back with Corolla, when Allison was back with Corolla. So it's been a long time since I thought about her being on, but she's probably been on more recently because this is her, her fourth time being on. Um, overall, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, this is all right. Um, she, 
So one of the things that jumped out to me was her talking about her dad passing away, obviously, about the same time Allison's dad did. But she talked about having like a really good relationship with her stepmom, which was interesting because her stepmom yeah. was her dad's fourth wife. <laughs> and I was actually mm. going to ask you because I know mm. like your mm. dad had been married a couple times, which uh, wh- where is he at on the on the marriage number? So he's on his fourth. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like uh, I feel like he could. Hmm. I would love that sort of family that's just like, hey, we're all going to get together and do a thing. And I think that it could probably happen with this fourth wife, to be honest. And actually, after I saw him um, a couple of weeks ago, he said, hey, are you going to have your neighborhood Friendsgiving? And I said, hell yeah, are you going to come out here? And he did. So he came and joined me with my neighbors, him and his wife, my stepmom, joined us for our big Friendsgiving and it was so much fun and I could see my mom and her wife being there and having it be a thing. I actually could see that, hmm, maybe I should make this happen. I'm getting like the parent trap vibes, but forty years later. Like, this is <laughs> oh, how I, I do finally... not need them to be back. I understand why my dad divorced. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um also <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it might have been a, a mutual conscious uncoupling. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can see her side of it, too. He was not a great husband, I'm sure. And dad-wise, not great either. Now, both of them great people. So, yes, let's move on. They could be great together now. They finally grew up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get him, get him, lock him in a closet to make it happen. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if you've heard, but my mom's a lesbian now, so I (laughs) don't know if that'll work out. She can show him what to do. It's, It's fine. That is fair. I mean, I feel like she... I do not approve of the thing uh, I just said. That is not a... <laughs> well, you said it. I'm not it, signing off I on didn't. that. Thank God on that. <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> it did make me wonder uh, how Allison's mom is doing, because I haven't... Obviously, we've, we've heard Allison talk about losing her dad yes. a few times since it happened. Um, but yeah, obviously, her mom was living with him day to day for however many years, 40 years or so, right. or... Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I hope this she's doing whole okay. process of life and the ending of life is so fucking strange. And it is something that like, even just as of late has been talked to, talked about, at least on Allison's show, like with the, the doctor of uh, death or whatever she was. <laughs> The oh, the thanatologist. The, uh, thank I forget you. her name, yeah. Um, she probably doesn't want to be called the doctor of death, but uh, so the ologist of death i it's something that we all have to deal with in and, and in different stages of life too it's not just at, uh, you know when they're 90 it's not when they're 100 it's it, it could be earlier it could be sooner and it's um something we don't really talk about and i think it's not because uh, there might be avoidance but i i think it's mostly because it's it is uncomfortable and it's sad and it's hard and hearing Man, there was so much grief talk that I was thinking about how Allison used to be an oversharer about her weight and her struggle with that and how much weight she's lost as of late and not shared how or why or when or what her journey is on that. Because, I mean, she said because it's it, it could be triggering for people and I that I 100% understand after hearing the Shara episode you did, I thought 
I, I mean, she can't listen to Allison's show because she talks about these things and like how triggering that must have been. And I thought about her the entire time I was listening to this. I thought other people are going through. This is, was an eye-opening experience for me because I was like, oh yeah, this is a normal thing we should be talking about. But this could be affecting people in different ways that I wasn't even thinking about. So hearing that episode was very important to me, honestly. Like I was thinking about Shara the entire time, just thinking like this must be an episode she either can't listen to or won't because it was very in-depth about their their grief on both sides. So it was a lot, actually, yeah. to be honest. I, I was really putting myself in her shoes. and Yeah, I mean, since talking with Shara, I, I definitely have that in the back of my mind also um, whenever... Allison uh, talks about her dad's passing, uh, and I even like has I hesitated to mention it just now, even I know, in case, yeah. Yes. And I do wonder if she, if she knew that that maybe I do think that Allison definitely uses her show as I do, as we all do, as like sort of an outlet for the things we're going through and to work through things. Not thinking that it could be triggering to people. I, I. Huh. I, I guess I think about it to an extent, but then also I just am me and I'm just like spouting shit out and like not, and I hope, I hope I'm not steering people away from listening because I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was, I just, I do wonder if Allison thinks about that because I know now she doesn't talk about the weight loss stuff because of that. So I just wonder if this would be a topic that maybe she would curb a little bit because, you know. People might not want to hear that right now. Or yeah. ever. But also, it is a thing that happens to kind of everybody, especially it, if you're yes. talking about a parent. So I don't know. I It's simultaneously true that a lot of people aren't going to want to listen to it and will bow out. But I think you kind of just have to... Like in this case, well, I'm pretty sure it's in the episode description, so you could just see it and decide, yeah. I'm going to skip I this I would one. almost be like, hey, at this time and th- to this time, because it was a majority of the show, I would say was talking about it was that, a big and chunk, it was pretty yeah. deep and and it was good to hear and i it maybe relate to other people that people that i have lost and and seeing them at their end of their life and this whole cycle that we go through and and even just reflecting on the path that they've taken in their life and like connecting that with my own and thinking oh god this is going to be over at some point and i would hope that i make some right decisions and and happy be happy <laughs> you know yeah all right i'm not gonna cry <laughs> anything else uh sure oh um the so they talked a little bit about married at first sight which is i right. i so when i was hanging out with megan and jess over the bff weekend i was like I think dating shows are all a little bit evil, like just by nature, like mm-hmm. the reality shows. And I, yeah. I I think I am interested in the premise of Married at First Sight, but also seems like it could be a, a disaster. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a, so, and I've literally never watched it. The premise is people meet and get married and they sort of meet at the altar as they get married. Ah, and then okay. they decide after however much time, I don't know if it's like a month or a week or whatever, if they're going to stay married or get their marriage annulled. Um, but they essentially yeah, start out terrible. married. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I feel like every single yeah. dating one is kind of terrible, except, I mean, I mean, uh, I don't even know. The only one that I do watch that I have watched is uh, Love is Blind. 
be and I started watching it because I love the premise of it. That's a similar of, thing. What's but you're getting to know somebody without seeing. Ah, I see. So you're having uh, and it's a short amount of time. So you're getting to know, but you're having these so many dates. Just you're talking. You're literally communicating and getting to know so many. These people fall in love with someone that they've never seen just based on talking. And so that, to me, piqued my interest. The part of it that seems silly and stupid is that right after they decide to, like, get married or whatever, they get they get married. Like, and they decide if they're going to say yes or no at the altar – so you're doing this like we're just going to get you know fall in love based on our personalities and what we're interested in and all of these things not based on looks or not anything like that. Then you meet and you just have to be married right away. So it's like maybe you should just date. <laughs> it just seems weird to just rush like you go slowly and then you rush. It, it just yeah. seems like a weird ending to it. But um, the premise of it I enjoy because it is f- interesting to see how people just fall head over heels for people um, just be- and because they're actually getting to know them. Um, so it's that part I really like to see. It's the other part where it's like, all right, now you have to be forced to be married quickly. And it's like, no, that's the, that, that's not real. That's not real life. So Yeah, that's kind of the thing about all the dating reality shows, though, like The Bachelor and all that stuff, which I watched The Golden Bachelor a little bit when I was in Portland in the right. hotel room. Because uh-huh. um, never, I've never watched it before, but it's I heard good things about this season that it was like, you know, the women – who are all, you know, ostensibly competing or whatever. Actually, like, they like each other and, like, you know, they're all a little older. They're more mature. They're not – it's not like a regular season with, like, backstabbing and sniping and all that kind of stuff. But I watched it and it still seemed, like, weird and, like, uh, pushing people into a thing. Like, the the thing about the dating reality shows is that it is, like, quote, unquote, you're going to, you know – Meet, ha- meet and fall in love and, and, you know, happily ever after and all that kind of stuff, which is what they're sort of ushering people towards. But it's also just like a system set up to do that and not an actual yes. relationship and it's between also pe- two people a that grows. competition. Yeah. So yeah. then it's also that feeling of like, well, I want to win. But then like, do you really like this person? Or are you just in it for the win? I Yeah, none of it just seems very, obviously, very realistic. I think that's why the Love is Blind thing was, I, I just loved the idea of you're going to go in and just talk to people, you know, uh, and then whoever you connect with, that's who you go in and talk to more and more and more. And it's just based on purely their personality and like their, you know, as long as they're being <laughs> straightforward and honest, but but then the like shoving you into a marriage is just like okay, well this is obviously going to fail because it's just set up weirdly. But anyway, yeah, I do wonder what the success rate is. It's like if you were to add up all like the dating reality shows or just right. The Bachelor or whatever, like how many of these people actually stayed married for ten or it hasn't been twenty years, but you know what I mean. Like how how quickly do these things sort of fall apart? Right. And yeah, that would be, yeah, it would be interesting to see like a an after, like here's the show of like their life now and they're happily married. But yeah, the percentage is pretty low. I'm not sure. Uh, and of course, going, going into it with like a, maybe a, not the 
best intentions also. Yeah, for sure. Like people wanting, once it becomes a thing, like once it becomes The yes. Bachelor, you have a bunch of people who are trying right. to get on The Bachelor, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Sarah was talking about the fact that she, and I'll either talk about this after the show or before in our catch up, but she was talking about being just extra agitated. And I don't know, I kind of know why I was, I think. Maybe it's like a PMSing, but I also shared something with you off the air and in person, how I was sort of playing God with my, what's the word? Cycle? Cycle. Thank you. Uh, yes. And so maybe that has something to do with it because I could be PMSing. It could be that added thing that I added to the mix or I don't know what's going on or this Hanging out with someone that gives me extra stress, annoyingly? No, I know it. (laughs) Come on, Lisa. But it's funny that she mentioned it, and Allison also, and I think Tony too. Like, everyone has, like, an extra agitation as of that week, and I don't know if it's because maybe I'm on on fire, but I'm I'm not waking up all sweaty and menopausal, but... There's definitely something going on. Have you... Allison said she's all hot and bothered at night, but <laughs> what about you? I am sweaty and menopausal, uh, yeah. So yeah. my bedroom, I don't know what's up. It's the insulation or the window or something, maybe. I don't know. But it's either like very cold and then I have like a big, mm. like a, a wall heater, like a, like a built into the wall heater. But the, the, uh, the dial doesn't work. So it's either blasting super Ah. hot or it's too cold so i will wake up at you know seven in the morning just like just like like i have a fever just sweating and just yeah (laughs) or it'll be a little bit too cold so i have to strategically crack the door it's not a good system i should really just buy like a little portable space heater but uh yes it is uh, yeah i have one sitting next to me right now actually because i was afraid it was gonna be a little chilly in the garage here but i had it on earlier i turned it off but i i will never Heated blankets scare the shit out of me, so I will never have one of those. But luckily for me, I have two to four weighted purring blankets, heating blankets on me every single night. So I think Sarah mentioned she's got two four? cats. Four? Do you get all four in there? Usually, mm, I always have two. Sometimes I'm lucky enough to have three. The fourth one doesn't always lay on me because of the other ones. If they're not there, she'll be on me, but... Yeah, in general, it'd be probably two to three. The fifth one does not sleep in the house, so I don't There's get a him. Fifth one? Yeah, <laughs> he says with alarm. <laughs> yeah, that's Casper, the uh, okay. the the hairy white cat. That's always he's the Casper, the friendly cat. He's in the neighborhood, but yeah, Milo and Mela are always pretty much in right in my crotch and. Blue is somewhere like on my chest, usually, or my neck. Pepsi is maybe by my feet or feet adjacent. So, but I can't, I don't move. Luckily, I don't move at night um, because they're all posted up. I'm you like can't. a kitty totem pole. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. I will sometimes if I'm, you know, I had some tailbone issues as uh, some like recently. <laughs> and so I had to like shift sometimes and, you know, I had to move around a little bit when I was sleeping and. They just adjust, but in general, I don't move. It's quite comforting, though. If I didn't have to share my bed with somebody else, they'd be like, this is alarming. (laughs) 
it's it's quite an to go from zero cats to three is is a a noticeable change and last night i last night the night before i did not sleep at home and ruby was texting me she's like the cats don't know what to do they don't know where to go like what's going on i'm gonna go sleep in your bed and so when i talked to her she was like yeah as soon as i went and laid in your bed they all just like posted up and then it was good everything was right (laughs) she's like anytime you're gone i just can't you know the cats just don't know what to do like well it's gonna be needed yeah i mean yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's yes you are you are their heating pad I mean, that is true. I'm quite hot. <laughs> Dumb. All right. So they were talking They were talking about just chit-chatting with people in public. And she mentioned that her friend Yami is very good about talking to people in public. And I feel like there's a fine line as far as if somebody's hunkered down reading a book, they have their earbuds in, and someone's trying to strike up a conversation with you, they're terrible human. <laughs> But the common niceties, if you're sort of in line and you kind of joke back and forth, like, I know how to walk that line pretty well. And I have met Yami. She is so charming and personable and immediately made me feel like I was a friend just chatting with her. That's the kind of person that I like would like to be. And I would never want to encroach in people's space. And I don't want anybody doing that to me either because I'm very much up in my own shit as well. But... But I do like it when someone sort of includes me in their little joke and it's like light and breezy like that. That it's 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 knowing how to do that, I think, is the key. Yes. Uh, Yami's the bass player, the tall brunette one. Correct. Right? Yes. OK. The yoga teacher. Yeah. And she was so nice. But anyway, uh, also, they. T- I think we talked a little bit about this for a second, but like because we were talking about Sarah is the host of a couple of fan like she did a hallmark movies watching podcast i guess and then this new one is is it the big brother one or is it it was the the bachelor i don't know which one uh, she did. i forget they talked about big brother for sure but i, I don't yeah know. so she does a few like sort of fan podcasts and she was talking about that there's a lot of homework with it and that you sort of lose interest in the actual topic. And I'm like, I 100% understand how she feels because there is so much homework that goes into doing a fan podcast and you do kind of lose that sort of love of what you originally set out because you're just so focused on the extra stuff. But I do have to say, like, when you host on your own, like when it's just you and the B team or if if someone else hosts, which is rare, and I could just, like, listen as a fan, it feels, like, very freeing and fun. (laughs) But I do love doing this. So it it is a weird, you know, sort of thing when you're so invested and love something that you kind of turn it into something you don't really like anymore (laughs) yes i personally hate the show i'm glad you said um but yeah i do know because i mean you know what i mean because it becomes work and then you have to pick it apart and then it becomes yeah a thing you have to do every week as opposed to oh i wanted to talk about this episode it let me chime in which would is is a good reason to have more uh more guests on the show just because they can true pop in and talk about an episode they want to talk about instead of having to, you know, a bunch of tired old losers who mm-hmm. do it every week. They have to out. have like a whole episode just to catch up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, so Sarah's husband is a huge Christmas fan and has multiple trees. And I love that she encourages him on that because like that could be probably overwhelming. I, I'm a big, any holiday fan, any kind of thing to celebrate I'm into. And typically the etymology of most holidays are pretty terrible or not something I really am on board with, but like the outcome of it is something fun. <laughs> I I guess because I just love celebrating life in any way and to break up the monotony of things that it's just something fun to look forward to. But like I love someone that's like, I have my own shit. I want a tree in every room. I'd be like, hell yes, let's do this. I love that it was probably scratching an itch on uh, of Tony's because he's like a Christmas fan, which also seems kind of odd because he's such depressive. But like maybe that's part of it. How would you feel? I can see that, yeah. yeah, if you started dating someone, they're like, "I am full bore Christmas fanatic. I need a tree in every room. I will happily decorate all of it. You don't need to touch a thing." Like, how would you feel about this? Um, it it would be a little bit like. Is this a thing? Like the way uh-huh. the way someone would make fun of someone for being a Disney adult and being too into Disney. Ah. Like being too into Christmas and be like, ooh, what's what's going on here? Right. What's- okay. Uh, yeah. There are some people at work where they're like, We started decorating like Chris or Thanksgiving week. I'm like, No, you didn't. That's dumb. Come on now, let's I okay. I my rule is typically December first, but I do have to live up to the neighborhood and like everyone that like two days after thanksgiving they're decorating but i'm like you were not listening to christmas music before thanksgiving that's insanity yeah i i like i enjoy the spirit of it it would depend on the person i think like it is it it does seem a little odd to me because i'm so not that way right i haven't even had like christmas tree in like uh, four years maybe and then you've seen all of the cabinets in my garage they were uh, all yeah. built so I could have all of my decorations from all the holidays in there. So that is important to me. So that would be interesting to be with someone that didn't embrace it or love it or like it's, it. There is, there is. She seemed to be like open to like, cool, I'm on this journey with you. I'm, I'm on yeah. this ride. Cool. There's embracing it. And then there's like, I want a Christmas tree in every room. Either. Right. It's, it's a little bit <laughs> it extra. I, I don't hate it, but it is like. Uh, I might have some questions. I might, right. I might, you know, yeah. Like, so I love Valentine's Day, which is like not maybe something that's huge for most, but like maybe it's because I love love or I love the idea of it. But it's not just that special person. It's like I just love sh- love. Like I want to share the love with my friends or the, with my kids. Like it just everything. And I love the imagery. I like the pinks and the reds. And I like all of the clothes that I have that are like Valentine's related. So last year I did start dating someone right before Valentine's Day. And he made it very clear that he's like not into Valentine's Day. Not as bad as my husband where he was just like, eh. But was there a speech involved about how it's yeah, a corporate something, something? Okay. Yes. And I'm like, well, actually not there's more history to it, but that it's really not about that. Like for me, like it's the whole, it's not about gifts and it's not about performing some sort of like duty or something. It's like, it's about just showing love to the people that you love. And like, that's not a bad thing. So I was kind of almost kind of ridiculed for like it. And, um, 
made to feel less than because of it. And I'm like, okay. So like, I went out with my friends on Valentine's Day and I had a great night dressed up and looked great and had fun. And smash cut to uh, St. Patrick's Day where he sent me a picture of him in some sort of fucking shamrock suspenders. And I'm like, huh, huh. All right. Well, huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Okay. Like, Elisa, you can't even... Why- why fucking, aren't you on board with his holiday? Why you don't you celebrate? Oh, I'm on board for that <laughs> one too. Trust I'm sure you are. me. But like, you can't humor me for like one like. Mo- and by the way, I'm not expecting anything. I I'm like, I want to get you a gift. I want to get your daughter. I've never met a gift. I want to do this. I want to do that for you. I want to make you a special dinner. It was me about what, me doing something for the person. It wasn't like I I I I. It was like for you. <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day is. I mean, it's. It's just like a whatever. It's nothing. But it's like I, like I said, I like to celebrate every little thing, even if it's fucking, okay, I don't really celebrate Arbor Day. But like, I do love to have little reminders of times to like not be monotony. You know what I mean? Like, why not? (laughs) Lisa, Arbor Day is very important. It actually is. And I should be. And, um, but well, you know, your experience with trees lately and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) um, But no, I was going to say Valentine's Day. It's, it's, I mean, it's not mandatory, but it, you should make, if you're in a relationship with someone to like, to, uh, deliberately and like make a point of not doing something for valentine's day is a little weird to me that's a little bit of a it's not necessarily a red flag but it's far away where it's like for me i'm like it's a nice reminder to do something romantic with someone that you love and it's like well if you're doing romantic stuff all year long then you shouldn't have to have a reminder i'm like okay that's fair that's a fair point and that was sort of my marriage but then it sort of like lost all of the other stuff and I don't want to have one day out of the year that's romantic, but it's just that extra, like, hey, you're my sweetie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, by that reasoning, like, you shouldn't have to do something nice for their birthday either, because that's just one day. And right. You do nice stuff all the time. Well, yes. it is their birthday, so do something nice that day, yes. too. Yeah. And so it's just, like, it doesn't have to be a whole planned out, like, you know, dramatic, romantic thing, but it, like, just, like, a little, like, hey... We're, this is our day, like our special little day because we love each other type of thing. To be fair, we had just started dating. But like, I was like, oh, all right. So this is your stand. But you want to be romantic on other days, but not that. But specifically not that day. It's just like, okay, that's just stupid. You're an idiot. I, <laughs> I will not agree about that particular assessment of this particular individual. You've but I him. do. I... I do question the level of of yes. thoughtfulness that was put into that decision. Right. Because that sounds so much like I have to be it's so like you said the corporate and the this and the side it's like okay it's not that fucking dramatic dude like I it's literally like do you like me or not cuz like let's make this in a little bit of an extra special day. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like so crazy. You don't have to buy me one goddamn thing. Yeah. But <laughs> so many other things i was gonna say but i'm not but get those fucking suspenders out because that's really important you asshole all right anyway anything else from monday uh so sarah apparently has a business selling like clutches uh Mm. clutch women i think is the name of the business where they're specifically sized to like get 
to be allowed inside like sports arenas and right. that, concert venues and that sort of thing, which I think is kind of genius. That's kind of a, a great invention. Agreed. And they talked about going on Shark Tank or something at some point. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was great. I thought that was really create. Unfortunate that it's necessary because it's kind of a hassle, yeah. but also uh, a smart invention. I agree. I agree. My clutch is my cleavage, and that's where I put my stuff. If I had to go to a place with a clear backpack, come on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> sure, that's in case pretty, you need this. That's pretty clutch, right? S- smuggle in any grapefruits or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> you mean uh, hole- with holes in them? Maybe. Oh, are you talking about Lucille Ball? I don't know which way we're going here. Oh, no. Just uh, large things that you could hide in your bosom. Oh. Uh, okay old tape decks that kind of thing uh, <laughs> yes i got my alpine it's just <laughs> shoved sure. in there sure <laughs> your car stereo those removable ones from like the 90s where you could pop yes. them out just put them right down there <laughs> uh, okay so would you like to talk about thursday let's do okay we were her little pfeffer noose sent in by ray morgan and I have to say, I was like, this for sure has been a carb. And this was not a dig on Ray Morgan. This was a dig on Allison. No. I scoured my notes, all four books. Unless there's a fifth one, I could not find it. But I swear to God, there was it was Pfeffernoos. And it, I feel like it was Ray sending it before. But even we... The episode of of this show was called The Best Friends Fancast with P.F., for the fans, the fa- for the friends of the fan cast, like I swear. Well, Pfeffer there was news. a whole thing about the Trader Joe's pfeffer noose spread, the snookulos yes. or whatever. True, so it might have been. That. And I went through, I scoured. It was not to like to be. I was just doing my due diligence, but like also Tim Ortez sent me pfeffer noose from Germany, and it was fucking delicious. But. It did sound very familiar. I think pfeffer means pepper, if I'm not mistaken. I probably could probably. look it up. Probably. Why would I look up something I could you know, figure out from my lap, um, as they were saying this week, uh, on Thursday? I So it was sort of like a, it's like a spiced cookie. It was It's very good. It's kind of got like a chew to it. Yeah, very good. I couldn't find it. I said I found a pepper car car, and I found, I don't even know what else, but I did not find it. So apparently I was wrong. Big shocker. We'll definitely have to get some of these for the group recording. Maybe I'll get some from Trader Joe's and save them for the group recording. That's at the end of April, in case you guys didn't hear. All right, I Liz- do think there's yes. like a 100% chance that Pfeffernoose has been mentioned. I don't know if it was the it's carb. It's been mentioned, yes. Yeah. But like, why would it be mentioned and not be in a carb? Did I just me- – did we mention it? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'll have to go back to that episode and uh, hear the reference. But Lizzie Cooperman, Mike – Bridenstine, Bridenstine, Bridenstine was of on, and Tony, no Daniel, correct? Yeah. I had to say, first of all, Lizzie is so fucking funny. I love her on all of, all of the time. She has the best stories, and I love that she's open about it. But I loved Mike's response to all of her. Like he genuinely was amused by her her stories, her conversation. He finds her to be a, a genius, which uh, it's probably true. But like she is so funny, and I just I it tickled me to hear how amused he was by her, and he was yeah. funny too in his own right. Yeah, 
I I hate it's just because I it feels redundant because I've you know talked about how much I I love Robin Shore being on the show, yeah. but also Lizzie is also great and yeah. I enjoy her whenever she's on and she like you said she has great stories too. So yeah, I I I I love them both. I think they are both great on the show. I love that they started off with the story of I don't know if it was the first time that that Mike and Lizzie met, but. She found some random sandwich like under his bed or on the ground or something at his house, and it was at was it at her uh, whose place was it? I forget who it might have been in her place. I don't remember, but yeah, she found a sandwich like on the floor, like under the bed. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, yeah, um, yeah. She's like in should cellophane. I, eat this? I was like, should I eat this? And I like how he used like his barometer of genius is like she was going to eat a random sandwich off the floor, so obviously she's brilliant. This story is hilarious. Like, she's just, should I eat it? Um, yeah, is the answer. And this led to the whole Swiss cheese topic, which I have a lot of thoughts on Swiss cheese. And I'm wondering, what, what's your stance on eating random sandwiches on the ground and Swiss cheese? I gotta say, I'm not a fan of the random flora sandwich, just because okay. in my own home, I tend not to eat full sandwiches from the floor um just half ones so i'm yeah. sure little rafi would find some sort of leftover sandwich from like a month ago and be like yeah this is fair game but Here's so you would thing. not yeah if i you know uh fell asleep and left like a box of pizza on the floor or something and if i like passed onto the floor so if there was some scenario where it's like oh i know where this came from and right. it was like a couple hours ago, then maybe. But if I don't know the provenance of this floor sandwich that's just sort of hanging out on the floor, I don't, it seems, if I don't remember it, that's a bad sign. And I probably would not want to just, just eat it. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's weird not good. when it's in cellophane because you're like, this feels like an offering. So it's tempting. <laughs> yeah. I, it's- I have found a random whole bag of food by a fire pit last year at hollow at a halloween party and i was like my friend and i were like is this a gift from the gods because like what where did this come from like how is there a full meal in this bag right now just sitting here i have like, many many years ago on like, you better the believe rail, we ate it <laughs> on the on the commuter train someone left their chinese oh. food like fully in the bag in the styrofoam container and i was like well there's no one else on this train they're not coming huh. back for it i will just take this home okay that's so probably like, the closest i've come to yeah uh, so i yeah. witness at work the guy that does like cleans up the trash at lunchtime like i'll wit- witness him rummaging through the bags uh, to be fair to him the kids do throw away a lot of food and there has been sometimes that i grab something out as soon as they throw it in because i'm like what are you doing you just threw the entire lunch unopened away in here and they're like well i didn't want it. i'm like okay so then i'll like go put it away for like an emergency lunch for a kid that doesn't have one but so i did take it out of the trash but i've seen him like rummaging through like bags like looking through stuff and i'm like um and saving stuff and eating it obviously uh, well, it's a fine. It, eh. Yeah, it is wasted food. I get right. it. Also, there's clearly a Seinfeld reference here with George. Oh, one hundred. I don't know that. Show. It's an eclair. It's it was hovering above. You're one step away from shit. I don't know the line, but hobo. One step away from shit. <laughs> 
it was hovering above the episode, trash. Yeah. But so it's refuse. But anyway, yes, the eclair was. It had a bite taken out of it. To be fair to George, it was a. Uh, would I? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would probably not. But if I would not be too Bomb. scandalized. Bomb is the word, not hobo. Uh, Sorry. That's much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I if. Yeah, I don't like that he's rummaging, but also I don't. Uh, it is. I'm assuming he's not like selling it on the black market or something. He's no, just, he's uh, just eating yeah. it. And he'll like take the lunches out of the oven. Like he, he's just he's like the literally the only person I don't like to work with. <laughs> mm. He's kind of a thorn in my side. But if someone needs food, I'm cool like with it, and I happily give out the extra food at the end of the day to people that want it. Like sometimes to some of the kids, sometimes I'll take it. Sometimes I'll bring it home for my kids. I would happily offer it to him, but he just takes it upon himself to like kind of take what he wants. And it's not really his zone to be like in, <laughs> not yeah. the lunch lady zone. Like get out, sir. Me and my coworker call him the rat. Um, but anyway, <laughs> also i've known him for a very long time he's also an elks member so he's somebody that i've known for like 15 years that just happens to work there for a few hours in the middle of the day so i was like oh that's cool this guy's here i I went to his wife's funeral a few uh like months ago and i was like okay gave him a a pass he's but uh, he's just always been an annoying person and just kind of an Uh. entitled like man if you know what i mean this is my trash that's what you mean pretty much like everything is his. He's got a reason for everything, and he talks at you. Oh, there's that's no, fun. yeah. He's just not very pleasant. But like, yeah. So I every day when I had to go work with him, well, Christmas came early. He went on a trip, so this last Friday until next Tuesday, he's off. But every day I go into work thinking, have patience with him and try and enjoy your day because everything else about my job I love, and he's the only source of uh, negativity. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. at least there's only the one. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. And I, luckily, it's not just me that is annoyed by him. So that I don't feel alone because <laughs> like, am I an asshole? Like, well, no, I'm not. Mike was talking about reading the book, Poke the Box. And Lizzie before that was talking about streamlining her life versus being a raccoon. And there is a fine line of streamlining, doing things that you say you want and actually doing it and making new habits and what, or embracing like what you are and what you have and what you do. It's like, there's, there's so many things here. And I, I do feel like I've made so many changes of myself they say you can't change. And like, I think the core of my being is never going to change. I am always going to be the same person, but I have changed a lot of habits and I've changed a lot of my ways and my thinking. And I, I th- feel like I'm always, I'm ever growing and changing. But what do you think about this? Like, if you want it, then you'd be doing it. Like, if you wanted to do that, you would have been doing it. There. So Allison said there's, an element of truth to it, right. uh, which I agree with. But it is also what a stupid asshole would say. It is yes, what, uh, yes, yeah. Like just because someone isn't actively doing something or isn't hasn't completed it or maybe even hasn't started doesn't mean that's not right. what they want to do. Like true, it, it, 
Very true. Because there's so many factors. Like you could easily say, well, I want this, but there's, uh, but let's say you have kids or you have this job that's holding you back from it or this, this, that, and the other doesn't mean you don't want it, but it's it's harder to attain. Kind of entitled, like you were saying, to be like, to tell someone what they don't want. Like, oh, that thing you said you want. No, you don't. It's like, right. what the fuck are you? T- get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. Go go rummage through some trash. Like, what do you mean? Like, you, <laughs> you can't tell someone. That, that doesn't even make sense to me as a thing to say out loud. But it, it does. W- the thing about it that is that there is some truth to is that if you're not actually uh, pursuing the thing that you want to do, then there's maybe a reason why you're not also. Or there, there is a, there can be a, a, a block or an obstacle, even if it's just like mentally between you and actually doing the thing that you want. So right. that is, that is true. But yes. you're, you're not always fully, you know, you know, right about to cross the finish line with something that you want, but that doesn't mean you don't actually want it. That's a weird extreme position to take. It really is. And I would like to really focus on that guy's life and see what's, what's doing over there. I realize I skipped right over my thoughts on Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, I was also, would you eat the floor sandwich? What's, uh, what's going on? So, yes, I would eat the floor sandwich. Um, depending on, well, it would depend on the situation, but like, and how many beers I've had. But like, if I found one, if I'm asking the question, I'm asking for permission. I, I already made up my mind I want to do it. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to tell me. I'm just asking if it's disgusting or not for you to watch me do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. When he was saying like what sandwich would be impressive to find, if it was turkey and brie, I'd probably be more leery on eating. Although that'd be a, the a su- superior sandwich to eat fresh. That being under a bed would be like uh, I'd probably take a nibble still, but like whoa, I'd be a little worried. Swiss cheese has its place, and I feel like I do have a very refined palate because I like everything. I like trash, and I like um, high-end foods. <laughs> Swiss cheese is delicious. Paired with certain things, it's delicious, and definitely mustard elevates it. I Swiss elevator, yeah. Uh, amen. I, it's like I don't mind sort of a pungent cheese. I like all cheeses except for goat, so... That one is just delicious. That yeah, I'm, I'm pro-Swiss. Yeah. I, I yeah. enjoy... I, Swiss is a pretty... I find it to be kind of mild. It's not it super mild, but mild. it's like a... It's like a slightly pungent side of the mild cheeses. Yeah, it's not an offensive cheese or no. one that takes much getting used to. It's no. It's not for me. It has like a bit of, you know, a little bitter. I just recently had it on... Uh, when I went to Cantor's, I had it on a pastrami sandwich, and it just lends itself well to the rye and the... Those are some strong flavors that kind of like work well together. But also, I every year for Christmas, we get the Amish baby Swiss cheese. And it's so delicious. And it's so not Swissy. It's very buttery. And it has become part of our, our Christmas traditions to have, like, we're going to just have our Christmas cheese for dinner and we'll just get some Triscuits and of course the mustard and I'll get a bunch of different kinds of mustard and maybe some pickles and some salami or something. But like the cheese is the star and it's so fucking good. I'll give Where? them, a, I'll give them a plug. Why not? It's from, okay. it's Gugisberg cheese. 
Uh, and when I first, I don't know how many years into knowing Superfan Megan, I sent her some. I never heard back about if she liked it or not. But then later we had talked about cheese and she said she hates Swiss cheese. <laughs> so I was like, so she probably never even tried it. But and I maybe feel she, like would, she probably ate it anyway. I don't. If she I think, saw, I feel that like it her was commitment to cheese is Swiss. She probably just gave it to somebody else. I don't know. I never heard. I always wondered. But then after we talked about, there was some sort of episode we did, and we were talking about cheese, and she was like, "I hate Swiss cheese. It's the worst." I'm like, "Okay, good to know. That is good to know." But like I, for this cheese, it is delicious. They win awards. It's so good. It's. The in-laws family sends it every single year. So that's how, because they're from Ohio. So I get it. We, I think it's in Ohio. Yeah. So I sent it to Megan one year. I think I got it for like a white elephant gift once. I never heard if anyone liked it from that, but I sent it on a, I was like, well, I'll send it to my dad and his wife and see if they like it because it's so delicious. I want to share it with people, but if it's not their thing, that's fine. But they we're head over heels over it. They're like, we love it. We use it for this, for that, and like totally different than we do. So now every year I give them um, a little, you know, like a wheel of Swiss cheese and they love it. So it's like a traditional, you know, deliciousness. Maybe I'll have to save a little wedge for the group recording and put it in the freezer. Sure. Yeah. I, I, we'll I give feel it, like the people would appreciate the cheese. Yeah. A flight of cheeses maybe. Hell yeah. We did Let's salt last it. time, so you can't. That you know is I mean. true. Maybe I will make a sandwich and throw it under my bed, and then. <laughs> That's how you're baiting those boys in? Uh, <laughs> any boys want to f- fish for my sandwich? Gross! That's disgusting. I am not that desperate. If I was that desperate, I could easily be coupled. Trust me. I, or I believe you. That you is not to, the problem. <laughs> you have to get defensive. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Okay. Oh, well, 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 how if just to, to further snack chat, how are you on cold cuts? Because Tony doesn't like cold cuts. I he, he particularly love it. said he would do like a hot sandwich over a cold sandwich. I prefer cold. I think a hot sandwich is like, eh, I, mm, I'm particular on the hot sandwiches, but I love a cold sandwich. I do get kind of weird if it's too much meat because then I start thinking about like, it's like a texture thing, and then I start thinking about the surface area, and then there's, I don't know. There's you have to like think about where it came from, and I don't want to think about that. I just want to enjoy the, the, see. Yeah. the meat. But I, I will love, I love like getting like just slices of turkey and putting some cheese in it, and rolling it up with some mustard and a pickle, and just no bread, just like a little turkey roll up. Or I love an Italian sub with all the different meats. It's yeah, it's delicious. That's. That's the plate of food I'm going to at a party, like the charcuterie. Yeah, yes, please. That does sound good. That also, though, is it feels like more uh, room temperature meats. Yeah, than yeah. cold cuts. But yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm, my immunity is growing from eating all of this stuff. I'm fine. <laughs> that's true. From working at the school, probably. Yeah, I am with Tony. I do prefer like a warm sandwich over mm. a cold sandwich. Like the the yeah, just a meat can be sandwich meat can be a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit sus sometimes, and I feel like it, it feels more. It feels a little better to have it heated up. Yeah, I can see that because I, if I think about it too hard, I'll be like, eh. But I, don't, I just feel like the hot sandwiches are always just big sloppy messes, and I, and it's just too yeah. much like melted cheese on meat. Like it's just kind of weird. It's heavy. 
I I love a turkey sandwich with like the cold like lettuce, tomato, pickles, like good bread, just lightly, you know, mayo, mustard, a little salt and pepper. Yeah. So That's for me, yeah. ideally, if I were going to eat that, the bread would be a little bit warm and the meat would mm. be a little bit warm, but everything Ooh. else would be cool. Yeah. So I remember, I don't know what what place it was that, that would do like toast it or whatever first. And it was like that. They did it a good job because they toasted the meat and the cheese and the bread and then they put the stuff on. But if you go to like Firehouse Subs, I feel like the lettuce is warm. Everything is like warm. I'm like, nah, I don't like this. It's no bueno. Yeah. But yeah. I like a cold, crisp, uh, fresh sandwich, not a hot, sloppy sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I will eat one sometimes. Like, I did just have that pastrami, but it had coleslaw. I mean, what did it have? No, it had um, not coleslaw. Egg. No, it had sauerkraut on it. Yes. It was so fucking good. But I, I just love all those, like, sort of bittery, <laughs> sour, you know, pungent flavors. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie talked about not eating pork. And Allison oh, talked right. about how she's sort of, like, uh, doing less uh, pig products in in what mm. she eats just because you know they're smart and she's sort of uh i think maybe correctly can't can't completely detangle the fact that it's a real animal i just feel that like that's, that's the dumbest <laughs> argument ever <laughs> okay. all right because to eat something because it's dumb is kind of like okay so should we eat people that are less smart than i I, like i i if you were to like compare which is kind of a stretch i understand but like because the animal is dumb it's like well it deserves to die and i should be able to eat it i you know what i mean like you should just be on board 100 percent. like don't eat meat or eat it like there should be no like well it can put it can be taught to push a button that says stuff that we think it means and stuff so it's probably smart they are smarter than other animals yeah they're not as dumb as chickens but like you can train chickens to do stuff too and so then are you gonna like not eat them or you're gonna eat them because they're tasty (laughs) and cows are so fucking cute and like they're really smart too but you know i think cows are kind of dumb i don't know yeah so i mean they should probably deserve to die like that you know what i mean like it's just a weird basis of of like well they're smart like us because us humans we're pretty fucking smart. I don't know. So we don't deserve to die or be eaten. I think it comes from just never having thought about it and yeah. being confronted with the fact that, you know, a pig might is not that different from your dog in terms of right. like, having feelings and Well, its and own that's why when that's people talk about pigs, yeah. eating dogs and they're like, oh, how could you? It's like, how could you eat a pig? It's the same thing. It's just normalized, I guess, to like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just be on board of like not eating any other creatures if you don't realize that they all kind of have personalities like a pet would. Because pets, pets are real dumb. and Horses uh, are very stupid. We should be eating more horse. Dogs are pretty stupid. Cats yeah. are dumb. But we put these personalities into them like what we want to see and like how we how they make us feel. It's not really their person. I mean, they, have de- they definitely have different personalities, but it's like we... Come on, we put a lot more into it than is really there. So does that mean like the? I mean, I've met some stupid ass dogs. Does that mean we should be eating them? Mm, I don't think I would eat one just because it's dumb. More important than any of this. Um, yes. <laughs> just the other day, like literally yesterday, I think it was. I saw a woman 
with like a dog and also like a potbelly pig on a leash just in my neighborhood, (laughs) just standing on the corner, I guess, taking them for a walk. Well, Um, maybe one was going to market and the other one was going to feast. Going (laughs) all the way home. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the, the, it was, it's, I had never seen this person or their pig before. So it was very surprising because I had just listened to the episode and it's like, oh, there's just a woman hanging out with her pig on the, on the street corner, which is not a normal thing I see in my neighborhood. No. That is, uh, so I, I know you've seen probably pictures of the people that walk their goose around my city. Yeah. I've seen someone with a raccoon on a leash. And then in the neighborhood, someone was walking their snake on a leash. I don't. These are all corn songs. Quite the rejected understand what's Feeling happening. Feeling like but... a snake on a leash. <laughs> I, as Sorry, much as I God. love my cats, I'm not taking them out on a leash. Well, number one, because. They don't want to run away, so I don't have to put oh. them on a leash. But I, it's just odd. It's just odd what we normalize and what we put. Like, I know you can train different animals to press buttons that mean something to us because we've trained them with like the treat system of like this is what you're going to get if you press this. So then they connect it with that. You know what I mean? Super fan Megan can chime in on this one because she had buttons for her dogs uh i don't know if she still has them but she she tried this at some point for some amount of time i don't know that it it worked out you could probably do it with any animal that you keep in captivity i'm imagining they will get to know you and like what you're gonna give them and if you press a button at the same time you're giving it they're gonna be like well that's a connection speaking of buttons (laughs) lucy talked about having shame buttons uh, mm. which I thought was an interesting way to put it. These things that she gets, you know, sensitive and self-conscious about. Yeah. One of them being, you know, her sort of raccoon lifestyle. Or I th- she mentioned laundry in specific and mm. pointed out that someone said laundry is the cycle, which aside from being a pun is like, oh, that act- that does make sense. Because obviously if you have clothes and you're wearing them, they're not always going to be clean. True. It's not, this is, it's not like, oh my God, I always need to do laundry. It's that, you know, you're at a different point in the cycle with everything. And so it's it's all cyclical and it's not just like I'm a bad person for not doing laundry. You know what I mean? I do feel like any of these things are very much perspective and what things can make you feel like Newman from Seinfeld was like, the mail never ends. And if you looked at it a different way, you could say job security. You're always going to have a job. You're always going to be able to do this. So like you having clothes to wear or having like a life to like wear these clothes at and yeah, they're going to be dirty at some point and then they're going to be clean and to not get bogged down by the minutiae and the shit of life because I, and and even I know somebody who is 46. I know someone who is 80, some 82 and they're still so worried about other people's, opinion and everybody's how i'm gonna look and how this and how that it's like at a certain point like nobody gives a shit nobody is worried about this shit as much as you are and at some point are you just gonna like get over it and and if it bothers you so much then change it if it doesn't embrace it all right okay they talked about the color yellow and and Allison was like, I don't know why. It just seems cheery. I'm like, really? A sunshiny yellow is cheery? Of course it is. And I and I know, I feel like everybody knows this. Like, they make kitchens yellow because it's supposed to 
make you hungry. And that's why every fast food sign is like red and yellow. It's supposed to tap into your hunger. So that's not weird or wild, guys. But how do you feel about yellow? It's all right. I like the kind of dull kitchen yellow they were yes. talking about. That's uh, It feels kind of familiar. Also probably good for like hiding grime and like you know hard water stains and all that kind of stuff yeah. but uh yeah i i uh, i'm not the hugest fan of yellow but it's it, yeah. it has its place i i can see like i don't have any yellow clothes i think i have one shirt that's like a mustardy yellow it wouldn't be the shirt it wouldn't have been the color if i would have chosen if they had other options now they do but i don't have that uh it's not my favorite but my last house was like a lemony light really light yellow and Maybe that's where I went insane. <laughs> I did actually, but I don't think it was because my house was yellow. It was, it felt nice looking at the house. It felt very like, I think, would you say familiar? I probably, I do not it, remember. It was very, it was very like sweet and nice to look at the house. Like it made me feel comfortable and safe, even though I was totally oh. not safe in that house. It made well, me feel that way. It it, it, de- it definitely had the outward look of being comfortable and safe. <laughs> but I liked it. It was very calming. I liked it. It was nice. I, I'm not a yellow wearer of clothing. but And I don't have any rooms in my house. I think my old house, I might have had a yellow kitchen, possibly, because that's just what you did, I guess. But my house now, every how, every room is a different shade of blue. And they all look exactly the same. But they're not, except for my living room that's red. But... Yeah, I think so. I live in like a one bedroom apartment. If I had one yellow room, I think it would be very upsetting to me. Oh, like if if all the walls were just yellow, like in my bedroom or yeah. in the living room or something, it would be very a very weird choice. I can see that. You need to have a subtle yellow. I don't want to be in your face yellow. I think some of my friends can pull off the like vintagey yellow. Maybe like one wall that it's yellow and like it looks cool but like i don't know if i could live like that yeah yeah what else from thursday did you want to talk about lizzie speaking yeah. of yellow uh bed sheets um oh lizzie <laughs> talked about having uh what did she say dream sheets she called them where she would mm-hmm. like wake up and like sharpie or use a, a marker on her sheets to write down her dreams like on the actual sheets that's which, wild is very artsy and very weird. I kind of love it. I kind of am upset by it. Yes, I don't know how I feel it's about kind it. Of, I don't know if it would be a red flag, but it's kind of like alarming, but also awesome at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It would be... Alarming is the word. It would be like yeah. this is potentially a, a, a mentally mental ill person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. something. But it is cool. It is, she finds a way to make mental illness cool. <laughs> she really does. She really does. Eat that uh, random sandwich from under her bed. It's fine. Write Sharpie on your sheets. Why not? Yeah, she she can package it in a way that just seems like, okay, it seems normal in some weird universe. Yeah. Um, oh, also she talked about, you know, doing sort of um, unknowingly doing kind of end of life care for... I forget the guy's name, Lucian something, but oh, yeah. her comedian friend, um, and she and some of the other people would, you know, make them yogurt and bring them food and stuff like that. So um, a, a lot of interesting stories. Yeah, I agree. And it is interesting to be 
the caretaker to someone that is at the end of their life because you are it's it does feel so important to make it perfect for them and make just every moment count but also like you never know the, the people that you're around that are not maybe like overtly like you know on their way out like to take care of them like that's how I always look at taking care of my friends and my family is as if it is their last, you know, you never know. Yeah, I guess so. I've never really thought about that in in that way. I've always had rules and maybe it was unspoken rules, but there's a sort of a rule in my house of like, you always give a good hello and a good goodbye because you never know if it's the first last, whatever, you know what I mean? Like you never know if it's going to be the last time and to never, People don't always come home. And so to, I, I, and not to be like, bring it down to like, this might be the last time. It's like just to embrace them and love them when you greet them or say goodbye is, has always been important to me. And I've also taken care of people that were, you know, dying or just being around people that were on their deathbed and, feeling honored to be in that space and because it it's it's very important and um so i and i tried to make it as important as as i could for them yeah um about the sort of making sure you have a good goodbye or something like that i have uh i've heard of that and and done that a little bit with travel like if you're taking a a trip somewhere or a flight somewhere just you know Checking in with someone and saying hi, just uh, for for no particular other reason. Then y- yeah, you kind of you never know, and just you know, yeah. I never want to take for granted someone coming home to me or going out and thinking, oh, they'll be back. They always say, they always come home. They always they're always here. So I I would never want to take that for granted. I always want to make it make it a good goodbye and a good hello. I. Especially, you know, when my kids were little and, you know, I would be, we'd be going out on like a, my husband and I would be going out on a date night or something and they'd be going out with grandma and he would just be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're leaving. Like, oh, and it's like, no, this could, I don't want to be, I don't want to have to spell it out and say like, this could be the last time that they see us or we see them or whatever. But I always wanted to have a good goodbye. Like, I don't want to rush through it. I want to have a nice goodbye. I tell them I love them. It doesn't have to be like a ceremony, but like it's just, you know, a nice hello and a nice goodbye is always important to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. They talked, I think this was in the product picks section, maybe. Um, So Mike Bridenstine talked about the 7-Up documentary series where they check in with these people every seven years. Oh, yes. 70 now, which is nuts. Um, Because I remember hearing about this, like, you know, uh, they check in with their... I think they started when they were seven and then came back and, you know, uh, when they were 14 and then 21 and blah, blah, blah. So this is a, a UK thing, like a documentary series that's been going on forever. But it is it is um, very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, also, uh, the uh, Lizzie, I think, was doing a show with uh, Aparna Nancharla, who I saw do like a, a live book reading slash stand-up thing who's a very funny comedian i think uh, dr jen is a fan of hers also i think uh leanne also knows her but yeah um just a uh, uh, fun things i noticed yeah agreed i it sounds quite interesting and fun sorry 
<laughs> sure. Did you have anything else for Thursday? I don't have anything else from Thursday, but we could talk about JMOs if you'd like. Sure. Let's do JMOs. Okay. Our fave mos. Let me go back really quick. Okay. Uh, there was one from the Leah Ruddick episode. And she said she hears a honk. She thinks it's for her. Uh, Sarah says she checks doors and closets when her husband's gone. Mm-hmm. She, uh, the other one is she unpacks when she gets to a hotel or as soon and also as soon as she gets home from a trip. Lizzie obsessed. She hates holiday invitations that says, well, this has been a rough year that starts with that. Uh, Mike says he remembers elementary school teachers names. And then um, I think Ryan, a listener says nervous that security tags will go off, which has been a JMO at least once or twice. That's yeah. That's a kind of a classic JMO, like yeah. the thing of when you're walking out of a store, you're afraid the alarm will go off, even if you didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. Any of those uh, stand out to you? So Sarah's one about um, checking the closets. I don't have that, but I, I was talking with this about uh, Megan over the BFF weekend. So I did have a thing where, and I, I swear I was still doing this up until about four years ago maybe and then i just i I just recently noticed that i stopped doing it but when i would come home to my apartment and my apartment was dark even though no one was in there i would do like a quick sweep like not not like you know holding up a baseball bat or anything but i would like you know be prepared just sort Mm. of look around Mm. and make sure no one was there even though i was like you know oh for ten thousand, like nothing ever happened (laughs) but i was i would always be like it's it's dark in here um I may or may not have been drunk when I was in my late 20s, <laughs> but it just, just you know, I, it was almost like a fear of the dark thing, but mm. coming home instead of going to sleep. I definitely, when my husband would be gone, I would have different, I would definitely do things differently, even though the funny thing is, is if shit went down when he was home, there's no way he was going to be aware enough or like sober enough to do anything. <laughs> So I would have been on my own anyway. It was like a false sense of security with him home. But like when he was gone, I would be more hyper aware of like, I need to check doors. And that being said, I, it's he's been gone for many years now. And I'm like, I am feel very co- confident and safe when I come home, which is good. But also like I probably be more aware that things could happen. Uh, I never have that feeling unless I'm stoned, which is like kind of rare to have that sort of paranoia. But so I don't really overly check anything ever anymore, which good or bad. I don't, I don't know. Um, the one I wanted to talk about, um, I definitely know all my elementary school teachers. Uh, Lizzie said she hates when holidays start invitations with, well, it's been a rough year. Like, first of all, yes, that's more of an invitation. That doesn't sound like you're really excited to, enjoy the a party it sounds kind of like eeyore or something terrible but i do have to say like this whole idea that every year is like worse than the last and like i was listening to the one of the newest episodes of the doughboys they were going to moose on franks and it was like an end of the year show and by the way so fucking funny i i'm forget how funny this show is i was laughing so hard just listening to the beginning of the show but they're talking about how like each year is worse than the next and like everyone was like oh this is gonna be like happy new year i can't wait for the next one and then every year at the end they're like this year sucked 
But it's like, if you really look back on it, like, and maybe it's just for me and like where I'm at right now, but like this year was great. I had so many terrible things happen, but like, I'm really going to focus on, there were so many great things this past year and I would never start an invitation like this ever. This is, it sounds counterintuitive. No, I, I, yeah, I don't, this just, I don't think I've ever had this happen either, by the way. Everyone's like, well, this year sucked. Let's go party. (laughs) I I feel like I've seen that on like flyers for like, Mm, yeah, maybe or something like, yeah, like blow off some steam type of thing. But yeah, I think this year has been a pretty solid year. I mean, especially like given the last couple of years, but with, you know, COVID and all of that stuff, I I, I feel like I cannot say 2023 has been worse than the, the couple years that came before it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't feel, uh, I don't feel too bad. Not amazing, but also like, I feel like a growth year. Yes. Um, I feel the same. I feel like, yes, in the world, it's terrible. But I don't know of a time that it hasn't been terrible. And yeah, it gets worse and better sometimes, but it's always kind of terrible out there. But personally, in my life, I feel like things are so good. Like I've had some hard things to deal with this last year, but like also it's been growth, like you said. And I I am thankful for this year. So I am excited for next year, but I'm also excited for our New Year's episode where we can talk about our like reflect on the past year and also talk about what we want for ourselves in the new year. It's coming up. Yeah. Get ready. I sure. Rafi's going to hate it because he hates fucking positivity, but like, <laughs> sorry, buckle up because it's the positive train from here on out. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh! <laughs> starting now. <laughs> Actually, I mean, that, that is a good place to end it. Maybe we should do a positive affirmation. What do you think? That would be a positive development. I would appreciate it. Okay. You know what? Let's do one. Mm. Oh, God. I read one the other day. Maybe I should. It's kind of long. It, it, it was the power of positive thinking or whatever the fuck book I'm reading, which I honestly have lost. I, ha- I lost a little traction with my uh, positive affirmations, but uh, December. Or were they like low quality affirmations? No, like, I just had not- stopped doing it. Stopped uh, reading well, my well. book and stopped like doing it as my like I that habit stopped and so i picked it the book up on december 15th and power of what was it language i can't remember even the language of letting go is that what it was that's a book i don't know if that's language letting go okay power of love by okay huey lewis might as well face it it's robert palmer oh (laughs) i am addicted to love Okay, this is the last time I picked the book up. It was the first time in a while and the last time. Uh, December 15th. It's about feelings. So I'm going to read this. Sorry, it's long. It's worth it, though. It's okay to have shit. Hold on. It's okay to have shit. Fuck. This is not the one. (laughs) But this is good. (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's okay to have and feel our feelings, all of them. So here is the positive affirmation. Repeat after me. Today, I will allow myself to recognize and accept whatever feelings pass through me. Without shame, I will tune in to the emotional part of myself. That's a good one. Yeah. I really thought it was the one. But you know what? 
I'm sure I can save it for the next time because it's totally worth it. Yeah, you got a whole book of them. It's fine. It was about giving and receiving. And I it, so very important to learn that boundary for me. But this one, being in your feelings and, and letting, allowing yourself to feel it, you're worth it. And you need to take the time for it. All right. Where can we find you, Trace? <laughs> um, I <laughs> will be lurking around the the Best Friends Fancast Facebook group. Um, yes. It's a good place uh, to know, be. And it's the main place for now. It really is the main place for now and forever. No, there, uh, there's been some good topics brought up. There's conversations being started. There's even just niceties, thanks to Heather and her bouquet of flowers that she sent to all of us. Like, how sweet is that and thoughtful um, to just brighten our day. And I think that's very, very nice. It's it's a good place to be to connect with uh, like-minded people. Also follow the show on Instagram at Be A Fancast. If you'd like to be on the show, email me or just call me or whatever. You know how to do that. Yeah, that's about it. Join us for the group recording in April. It's going to be here before you know it. I'm so excited to see everybody that we always see and maybe some new faces would be super cool to see. BFFs, you truly are the fucking best. Thank you and good night. Have a gusta. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I was deeply insulted that you asked Rafi to do a have I'm a sorry. Gusta. How dare you? I know. How dare you? I know. That's you my not, thing. I still You're only gone for one week and already I was just <laughs> making a gusta happen. Mm. Tell him you have a gusta. But. Did he? Oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> I think so. I don't. I was more upset by, by your request. I apologize. I apologize. That is my bad. That is terrible. There's no other choice. Really, only one. I mean, there are. No, there are. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry, and welcome back, and welcome back, your other host, it's Trice. Hey, I'm here. I am back. I am black. I'm ready to pack (laughs) to get out of here. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a good show. It was nice talking to you. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Well, here's the deal. I think we have some stuff to catch up on, but I, we are going to add that at the end. We will talk at the end. We'll talk a little bit. We'll catch up. People want to know. And the people that don't want to know don't have to listen. <laughs> so this is a double episode and basically just recorded an episode last week. I got a little too too busy uh, to edit. So I thought a special double episode actually is what my plan was. And then also we caught up so much last week and... I want to give us time to do that this week. So, you know what? It's going to be a double-double. You know what I'm saying? And who doesn't like that? A classic double-double. Classic. Uh, Tim Hortons to all of our uh, Canadian... Correct. To both of our Canadian listeners. It was funny when I told Toby what a double-double was here. <laughs> He's like, of course it's a hamburger. <laughs> I, I would argue it kind of makes more sense, but sure. Uh, it does. It does. 
But also, let's not make fun of our uh, German ancestors. <laughs> ancestors? I mean, our is a strong word. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, we never know. <laughs> mm. Anywho. <laughs> We don't have any BFF hotline calls, but if you would like to leave one, please do. And maybe that could be your New Year's resolution is to start calling or texting 818-BFF-0732 and brightening all of our days each week, uh, week by week, day by day, hour by hour. I don't know. The things that happen when I just like open my mouth and talk. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, Good podcasting is what happens. uh, Sure. So you don't listen. Do you have any shout outs, Trace? I don't, but I will make some up. Mm. Uh, shout out to Megan and Jess, who I was just thinking of recently because they were talking about, uh, aside from uh, various Southern California things they were talking about on the Thursday show, the uh, Squid Games reality show mm. based on the, the fictional series. So Jess and Megan and I were talking about that over the, the BFF weekend and uh, a lot of reality TV talk. Anyway, a shout out to them. Hope everyone's doing great. Shout out to uh, Lauren Kelly and her secret project she's working on. Ooh, um, yes, honey. Sh- shout out to uh, Scott. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay. Sorry again about the COVID-19. Uh, shout out to Paul for, for no particular reason. Uh, how's it going? Hope you're doing okay. And uh, that is it for me. Lisa? I do have some shout outs. Shout out to the TNC. I a few of them have been coming in and out of town and uh, in and out of my life and making it that much better. But tomorrow I was able to find a place that's open for Christmas Day and Heather and Robert and I are all going to go have a Christmas dinner together. I'm so excited. (laughs) Shout out to East Coast Jen (laughs) for always sharing fun things with me. Shout out to Dr. Jen. Shout out to Superfan Megan. I hope you're having a great time out. And uh, didn't she go to Wisconsin by now? She must be there. Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually. Uh, about this time. Uh, say it's hi- very expensive. Yeah, though. say hi to Julie for us. We miss both of you. And shout out to Ray. Shout out to Lee. Shout out to Whitney, Von Carmen's Olive, Sully, and Francis. Thank you for the Christmas card. You guys are such a beautiful family. Shout out to Leanne. Shout out to Tim Ortez, to Luke Chastain. I thought I'd throw some, some old names in the mix that I haven't heard from or talked about lately. Shout out to Tamara Holler. Shout out to Lil Rafi and LK, and I'm super excited about your uh, super secret project. Shout out to Heather and Buddy. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas Eve, or Christmas season, Christmas time, if you celebrate that. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Shara. Shout out to Paul. Also, Shara and Trace. I already mentioned this wonderful episode, but I didn't get, you were asking who of the BFFs would be a witch. And you said, obviously, Lisa. And you're probably right. <laughs> of course. You know, it's funny. Because would you like to elaborate? You were, well, you guys were mentioning something about putting crystals out in the moon or whatever. And I was like, that last harvest moon, I charged all my crystals. <laughs> sure. I guess it's just common oh, okay. sense. If you're, you're going to have a harvest moon, you got to charge your crystals well, in it. That's kind of what I thought. And I left them out during the day, too, because I thought, you know what? I might as well do a cleanse charge combo pack. I am not a witch, but I do believe in anything that is a conduit for energy. It makes sense. It's more science-based than anything else. But, but also, they're pretty and stuff. <laughs> they are pretty. <laughs> that's all of my shout-outs. Would you like to talk about Monday? Let's talk about Monday. Okay. So it was a call-in show. And so there's a lot of talk, almost 
I feel like a, I'm first of all, I'm surprised I got to as many calls as they did. Uh, proud of them. But a huge chunk of the show is talking about Hither and Tither and and Hither and Yawn. And I was like, oof, am I yawning through this entire part? Because it's boring. <laughs> Sorry. I always enjoy some good uh, etymology talk. So I, I was, do like good was, etymology talk. Correct. Well, <laughs> I was more uh, frustrated than bored because hmm. there, was, there was some confusion about Hither and Thither. Yes. And Yawn, which I think is uh, Daniel summed it up neatly when he said Hither. It's like here and there, yes. Hither and Thither, except Hither is towards you and Thither is over there. Um, right. Or that direction. But yeah, it, it, surprising Allison wasn't more on top of that, because she, she, given that she's more of a word person. But True. anyway, yeah, it was. It was uh, I didn't hate it. I oh, didn't hate well, it. good for you. Um, it sort of led into the, the witty ladies night, which I was thinking about. I, for, I forgot how this even came up, but they were talking about like, Daniel thought she meant witty ladies night, like as in like, you have to be witty to get into this to a bar <laughs> and like chatting up the the bar the the door person at is your like way in and i feel like this is something i do anyway so i think i could i think i would be getting into these things i don't know how i do on well, the inside but i could get in de- i could get through the door yeah. depends on the rule it could be like okay one of these twins is always lying and one is old <sighs> can only tell the truth and you have to solve the riddle. It's like a like a troll at a bridge. You have uh, to, in order to get into the, the club, is called the bridge or something like that. And you have to solve riddles in order to get in. I can in. read people, though. So I just know what they would want me to say. <laughs> and figure out the answer. Because I'm a witch, you know? So sure. uh, they also mention Zip as a nickname. And they're wondering if that was... if. If that would have been, it would be a nickname. Of course, it probably is someone's nickname for someone that's either really slow or really fast. Um, but I looked it up, and there is uh, not—it's not a nickname from a name uh, at all. So uh, it is a derogatory term towards a group of people that I did not realize. Sure. But when I say it, it's obviously sexual connotation. So yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously as a general statement. Yeah, right. but yeah, the um, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like one of Mitt Romney's kids could be named Zip. Like it seems yes. like a like because he has a kid named Tag or something. Like, I, I feel like Ooh, like there's, skin there's... tag. Yeah. Okay. So no. like how you're Squee and <laughs> sure, I'm Buffy, I'm right? Or am I? What am I? Bumpy? You I don't remember. Are... <laughs> Biffy. Well, you Fluffy? are. I forget who is Muffy and Buffy. Oh, I think we thought that Megan's Muffy because obviously. Muffy. Oh, I think that's that's. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's right. You're Muffy, Buffy, Buffy, and Squee. So I think Zip would have been a, like a good, you know, contender for one of those. Like you. I like Daniel's fake name this episode. It was like Zip Bop Ninashkaman or something like that, which I, I always appreciate a good fake I name. I agree. Uh, so the call-in was for favorite or worst ice cream flavors. And I don't think we need to go through all of these. I was just going to say everybody's names What's her face from, oh, Marie, sorry. Marie from Colorado, we got a repeat on her on her call, but she also called back and there was a follow-up on the pillow, which I don't know if we're here to talk about that. Uh, Nick from Was Sam- it Missy from Colorado? Sorry, maybe. Oh, it is. Man, my writing is shit. Um, Nick from Santa Fe. V- 
Viv- oh, Vince Jose. from Burbank. What's up, Vince? That's Vince Vacari. Vanessa from Tucson. Jessica from Fort Worth. Ashley from Massachusetts. Reagan from Spain, originally Arizona. And our very own Ray Morgan from Glendale. And he did mention a, a product, which I don't know if a food is a product, but I would say Wisps is a very delicious uh, snack. So he's good on that. Um, yeah, I yeah. was shocked to learn... Um, Probably not for the first time. That Ray lives in Glendale. That's right next to Tam O'Shander. He was he was could have could have just uh, walked over. He really could have. And also, I always thought he was from Eagle Rock. But you know what? I think that's neither or hither. And a little bit of maybe yawn he's because f- from Glendale. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and don't don't think he didn't get invited. So let's not we'll not go there. Let's not pull a. Why Rafi. did you invite Ray, Lisa? This is very awkward. Oh, now. <laughs> this invitation is uh, lost in the mail. So speaking of Tam O'Shanter, there was Tam O'Shanter talk on both episodes. So let's talk about this now. The carolers and the tipping. So the last time we talked, had I gone to Tam O'Shanter a second time yet? I can't remember. I don't. I think it was going to be that weekend because we talked. Was it Sunday that you went? Because it might have been I that went Sunday on a Friday night. night so oh, I, it might have been right there. I have no idea. But I, so, first of all, I didn't know about the carolers the very first time when it was just Dr. Jen, Rafi, and me. And Dr. Jen laid out a 20 spot to those people. And I was like, whoa. So she, that's how she originally got her, her nickname, Dr. Generous, was from that Tam O'Shanter night. Because I was like, wow, that is something. I wasn't prepared for it then. I think I must have given a tip. I must have had cash because, you know, as Rafi would say, I'm poor. But, um... So now I'm I'm prepared each time, at least with some money. I don't have a set amount, though. But if you were to dig it, first of all, I am ready for it. I already have what I want to give ready to go so that there's not the awkward, like, grabbing for the wrong bill. But if you grabbed for a 20 and the person commented or, like, responded in a way that they realize you're about to give them $20 and then you flip it and, like, grab a 5 that is uh, some bad, bad uh, uh, etiquette there, I'd say. It's not good. However, maybe worth, maybe you'll uh, break etiquette just to save the 15 bucks. I don't know. No. I, I, I do. I'm poor as I shit. Understand. I, but I, yeah. there's no way. I, if I, I, no, that's terrible. It's terrible. It'll all work itself out in the end. Like just. It's a, first of all, over tipping to me is such a is such a good quality I find in other people. So when they do do that, it's like, oh wow, it just says something about you. And not that five dollars is not a good tip, because honestly, I think I gave like. And here's the thing: Do you go by like if you went by our table when we when we all went, we all gave money. Should we have said like, hey, it should be like two fifty per head per song or like whatever? You know what I mean? And like really mapped it out, or did we all just give what we like thought? Like a jukebox, we're all right, just <laughs> right. Um, because I feel like um, that's about what we could like. We were talking about on the dream team of like kind of what I. That's what I came to the conclusion of like two fifty for each person or each singer. I don't know because if you break it down, twenty dollars for four people is not very much money. But I, I don't know what a song and their, like, two minutes of time goes for. So, you know, and they, I, I, I'm not sure. It's true. But also, like, Daniel didn't ask them to sing. 
Like, True. Th- this is a thing that sort of happened at him, and then now he has to pay money for it. There is that. So I, there is that. I do... I don't know. I'm, I personally would be inclined to tip, but also, like, I think I tipped, like, $10 this time, which was less than I would have tipped had I enjoyed the music or the songs right. more. So you know I, I mean? yeah, I, um, the song that they sang for me, I had never heard of. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But like you said, yes, you, you don't I'm, have to have music song you have, at you. You have absolutely heard that song before. Okay. I have no, you, play, I, tell me what it is later and then I'll listen to it again. Okay. I was like, I'm okay. listening to it. I'm like, I have no, I have never heard this song before in my life. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, that's fine. But still, I had like a wad of cash just ready to go. And it was probably between 5 and $10. I'm guessing somewhere more like 7 or 8 And then when I was going the second time, I made sure and had cash in my purse ready to go. Because the person I was with, I didn't know if he would know. And I thought, well, at least I'll be like ready. I'm not going to be like, hey, make sure and bring cash. Like, I, I don't know. It was just, it's not something that really needs to be talked about because you don't have to have a song but anyway we got some good songs played for us we requested songs that they had not, not sang all day which is what we were hoping for and but then they when we were kind of like done there was nobody really left in the restaurant and they came by for a second round and said oh do you want another song and i was just kind of like i t- i don't have any more cash so i was just like i don't want to say well i don't have anything to tip you <laughs> but so the person I was with requested another song and then they moved on and we didn't tip a second time. So now I don't know where I land on that. Like, cause Man, we already, I, we both tipped. He had cash on him too. So we both tipped, but was that like a bonus? Like, Hey, we're going to throw you a, a song because you guys are awesome. Or maybe, I mean, they are kind of, <laughs> even when they're singing to a table, they're kind of singing for everybody. So it's, it's uh, not a major loss if they didn't get a tip that time. I okay. Guess. Okay. I, I would think. Okay. But I do think if you're grabbing for a 20 and they make a, oh, thank you, and then you switch it, it's like, no, I think you just have to give the 20 and suck it up. I Not necessarily, but I know what you mean. Also, 20 to 5 is like a big difference. Like yes. It's a, yeah. Yeah. That's... That's it's a downgrade. That's where, a, like, yeah. I in those kinds of situations, I like to be prepared because I don't want to look like a cheapskate. <laughs> But also, I think we all, they probably make a ton of great tips because everybody's, you know, everybody's paying at the table and, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Also, I'm, you know, they're probably not there for free. I'm sure the restaurant That's is giving them a the little other something thing. to chill. I'm sure they're paying, getting paid handsomely hourly for these, like, you know, whatever. What else? Was there anything else from Thursdays that they talked about? Oh, yeah. They talked about the Dominic the Donkey and they sang that song the second time I was there. And I think that's the only place I've ever heard that song unless it's being played on like Coast 103.5 right now. And I have accidentally heard it. But I'm embarrassed for them when they have to sing songs like this because the one person has to say hee haw, hee haw. It's just, I don't know. I it, No. Mm-mm. That's terrible. It's not my favorite of the Christmas songs. It can go it's away a, forever. It's for the kids. Oh, God. Yes. Um, so anything uh, from Monday? What did you have from Monday? Well, so Allison talked about going to see Jackie Johnson's one woman show. Right. Uh, and she ran into a Floney there, which right. is the couple name for Flo and Tony. Uh, I like that they have a couple name and it's Floney. 
which I guess is better than just Tolo. Uh, yeah, um, I thought that was fun. Uh, beep, boop, beep. Oh, um, Allison talked about her rectocele a little bit mm. and how she has to uh, to uh, stick a finger in her, her storefront, as she says, <laughs> to, to get it going. You know, thought certain people on this podcast could maybe relate or something of that Dude, nature. this whole week, my, my insides are turning inside out on each other. Yeah. Is that good or bad? It's terrible. I've been feeling terrible. Oh. But today I feel feel good. <laughs> good. I haven't put well, <laughs> I've been putting fingers in anything for that reason, but <laughs> I have not tried sure. this method. It doesn't it seems like it would be counterproductive, Correct. but I will That defer does not to, connect. Uh, yeah. On that note, yeah, yes. that was it for me for Monday. So the uh, the one other thing is one of the callers when Vince called in he was talking about enjoying Christmas festivities and I was thinking about and being social and that's how, what led to Allison talking about going out to see Jackie Johnson and the some of the, and Tam O'Shanter, I think, or maybe they talked about it before that, but just being determined to enjoy Christmas this year and starting it off with going to Tam O'Shanter with you guys was like the best way to begin it all. But as of maybe like last week, I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel like I just want it to be over and I'm not living in the moment right now. And so I've been trying to be more mindful of it. I think part of it is like my cycle is, well, was was supposed to start. So sort of kind of puts me in a different mood. It's definitely not like it was last year. Last year, I hated every single minute of every single day and everything sucked. And there was just dark clouds everywhere, even when it was sunny. And I just hated it. And I've been enjoying so much more this year with all of the, with the two work Christmas parties, the neighborhood Christmas party, going to Tambo Shanter twice, and then, you know, stuff going on in the next couple of days, which is fun. But I, I think, like, I've been trying to make everything normal for the kids and fun, and I forgot a few things that I usually do, and I thought, oh, I hope I'm not slipping, but... I'm just trying to make it fun for them. But yeah, I kind of was losing the Christmas spirit a little bit in the last week or so. And so I'm trying to gain it, gain some traction back and, and feel feel it. I think going you know out tonight and tomorrow will help because tonight, today is Christmas Eve for the people at home who do not know that this is how much we love you guys is that we're doing it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Bring you uh, frankincense and mirth or something. Yep. Um, mirth. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking. So just, we were talking before. <laughs> I'm glad you liked the joke. Yeah. Um, we were talking before we started recording, and I mentioned that uh, some friends of mine are going out drinking tonight. It might go out to a, a, a bar or something. And I was just, I was, you know, trying to decide whether or not I want. I feel like going out. Yeah. But I started thinking, oh, it would be nice to have like a, like a, what do we call it? Whatchamacallit, like a like a gin greyhound or something. Something that seems kind of like mm. the taste is a little bit like a piney, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. Seems kind of like festive huh. seems in the season. Like a little juniper berry situation. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I like that. I don't know if I'm gonna drink tonight. So I guess two things I want to ask you before we move move on to Thursday. What is your favorite ice cream and what do you think is the worst ice cream flavor? Good question. I wanted to to, to get to this before we move to Thursday, um, I coffee is pretty strong. I don't know that it's my favorite, but a good coffee is is like a feels like a very solid choice to me. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think overall that's going to be the strongest. I any sort of like a vanilla with like a chocolate swirl mm. or a cookie dough. These mm-hmm. are all these are all good options. True. Um, I do like a salted caramel also, like a gelato. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go like a like a salted caramel gelato thing. Okay. Um. Yeah. Worst. I mean, I have not had. If I have had bubblegum ice cream, it hasn't been since I was in single digits, so I don't really remember how it would taste. I don't have, I can't think of a particularly bad ice cream flavor that I was like, oh, this is gross, get out of here. I've had some like Halo Top, like not the flavor mm. of the ice cream, but like the, the like some super low calorie thing or some, yes. some weird texture ice cream yes. that I didn't like. But that's not, it's not because it was vanilla or whatever, you know what right. I mean? It's because it was like weird. I'm sure diet. Ray's uh, submission of lobster ice cream would probably be pretty bad. I, I know in Gilroy they have the garlic ice cream. I feel like any of these sort of like weirdo offshoot stuff is not going to be great, but that's not your common thing. I do have to say Reagan saying her favorite was half-baked. I used to really love Ben and & Jerry's, and it's such subpar ice cream that like I can't even get around it at, at all anymore. <laughs> so I think that's one of the ones I would say is the worst for me is any kind of – actually – I don't know if you're done talking about yours, but I used to my my go to flavor was always like a chocolate brownie, something like that. Okay. But now for me, it just has to be Haagen Dazs. I can't eat any other subpar piece of shit ice cream from any other company unless it's like some sort of a, an ice creamery where you're going somewhere nice that has you know an artisan ice cream. I will 100% eat the Earl Grey tea ice creams and the basil strawberry Ooh. whatever is like yeah hell yeah I like all those like funky flavors but. I've had some matcha that was But if, if I'm buying ice cream at the grocery store, I will not. No other creamy substance will be hitting my tongue unless it's made by Haagen-Dazs. So you're not doing like the store brands? No, like the, the Moose Tracks. Eh. Yeah. The thing is, is like the stuff in it is good. The stuff in the, the Ben & Jerry's is good. All that stuff is, yes, I would love to have. I do wish Haagen-Dazs had more like just everything in it type of thing because I do like all the stuff. But their quality of ice cream is so much better that I can't. I just can't get around it. It's just like, oh, this is subpar ice cream. I can't. I just now that I no, I just can't go back. But I do know coffee is a definite contender. It, but I really have to be in the mood for it. That is a uh, little Rafi's favorite ice cream. I used to always get it for him when we were recording over here, or if he was going to be over at my house. But oh. I and caramel cone was like my favorite for a while. But then I kind of like burnt myself out on that. Even just like vanilla Swiss almond is like one of the best. But I'll get just a plain like chocolate or the Belgian chocolate, and I'll add malt to it malt powder and that's like delicious or just getting like a vanilla and adding really good caramel and nuts and luxardo cherries and i'll make like a real fancy little sundae but um, can i what's your what are your feelings on a pistachio i that was, love uh, pistachio my all right because one of the callers was like absolutely not i have to say haagen does pistachio was not too great <laughs> mm. it wasn't and mm-hmm. i think maybe because i'm used to that fakey kind of green has to be a little salty. Even I had a pistachio gelato I was so excited about. It. And it was kind of like, eh, kind of like one note. But yeah, I do like a pistachio ice cream in general. But I don't know if I'll ever have it again because it's cheap as shit. And bubblegum ice cream, it was delicious until I stopped eating it. It was never gross. It's fine. Yeah, and you get gum out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But it's what, like, you what? know, when kids go and get their sundaes or their frozen yogurt they put gummy worms in it and it freezes the gummy worm which is like no that's so weird it's the same thing yeah, yeah. uh sure i'll take i'll take your word for it i'm not eager to to i'll, I'll let that 
exist over there. I'm not. I'm. I'll, it's fine. Yeah, I'm never I, gonna have it fine. again. But if there, let's say there was like a fancier version of it, I could be down to try. I doubt there like would be dentine <laughs> ice cream or what? <laughs> like dentine or? Oh my uh, gosh! No, I want all the sugar. I want all of the fat i want all of the stuff if i'm eating ice cream don't give me your little bullshit stuff although i will go for like a plant-based ice cream sometimes and like you said there might be a eh, it's a little bit of a funnier flavor or texture sometimes but if i'm going into it with that idea in my head then i like it but yeah i i just don't want to waste calories on subpar crap anymore i get so excited by like oh this one's got like reese's peanut butter cups in it and it's mixed with this and it's like twinkies and lucky charms and i'm like hell yeah and then it just tastes like frozen like sugar water and milk or something i don't know yeah. it's just not great it's not fun yeah. it's not fun it's a waste just briefly what what are your ice cream sandwich thoughts oh that was like anti- one of my number one like if the ice cream man comes around if i'm not getting a coconut ice cream then i'll be getting a my ice cream sandwich might be top Top of the list. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan also of it. It's very usually very simple, just like a chocolate cookie and a vanilla. Yeah. Or but occasionally it's the soft yeah. cookie that makes it almost like the top layer of a brownie or something. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. I love a, yeah. a ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Hell okay. yeah. All right. You're on the right side of history. Thank you. And unlike uh, Allison's kids, shall we move on to Thursday? Sure. All right. We were her little cream puffs sent in by Katie Bureau on Patreon. Uh, she picked it because it was Katie's dog's name, R.I.P., and the fact that Allison had her kids try them and they hated them. <laughs> I love that when Wendy heard that, she was like, they need to go <laughs> to military school. <laughs> um, so Dave, well, Weird yeah. that a kid wouldn't like it. I, I, I figured know. if anyone would. And I like how Allison, well, maybe, or Daniel said, well, maybe it's because it was frozen. It's like, that doesn't make it worse. It just makes it an ice cream sandwich that's like airy and buttery and delicious. Like, I, no. So David Huntsberger, Winnie Molyneux, Tony, and Daniel were on. I feel like cream puffs has been a thing. I did not search through like I did last week looking for, what was it that Ray had sent in? Oh, the Pfeffer News. But cream puffs are like the top, top end of my uh, dessert choices. Like if I there's a bakery around the corner, I'll go get bread sometimes. Like if I make soup, I'll run over there. And they have eclairs and cream puffs and stuff. And they have like the mini versions of them that they make. Ooh, yes, please. But I, I feel like a little too sweet for me. I, like a, not because the shoe pastry isn't sweet. I think that's why I like it. It's not too sweet. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I haven't had a cream puff in a while. But yeah, I've definitely I've definitely had some where there was like a little too much of the they're like. They're a little unwieldy. Yes. They're, they're, the yeah. big giant ones there, it is a bit too much cream and it's like, whoa. Uh, but yeah, I get the little mini ones. Also, I know one of the carbs that she had was profiteroles. And I think those are the sort of frozen assortment ones that maybe she had the kids try, which are little bite-sized ones. So I don't know what's going on with her kids, but they're on the wrong side of history. I do like how Allison was like, isn't a cream puff a sex move? <laughs> um, sex move is a very funny way to put it. True. <laughs> when obviously she was mixing that up with a cream pie. And I know we've talked about that a lot on here, but then they you went down. Your I- <laughs> you heard me right. Then they went down uh, this uh, sexual rabbit hole of uh, different uh, sex moves, as you call them. <laughs> So Allison would call them. I don't know that yeah. I call them. So they uh, 
did a little bit of detective work to find out what all of these things were, I think I already knew Cleveland Steamer and Hot Carl. I think I think I already knew. I probably could have guessed if I really thought about it. But are there are these things that you <laughs> okay enjoy? What do you mean? Where are we going? No. Are there some of these Urban Dictionary sex acts that you have been surprised by? I mean, I know there's like the donkey kick or is it the donkey punch. There's like the, of course, Cleveland Steamer and Hot Carl. I was surprised by the the Alabama Hot Pocket and the space docking. Those two, I was like, whoa. But a lot of it has to do with poop. And I think those are the ones that kind of really get me. I guess... Maybe I'm desensitized, but yeah, Hot Carl's pretty sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> the, the, and the Cleveland Steamer. <laughs> I think there's some. Um, speaking of Urban Dictionary, there's some like uh, schoolyard inflation going on. Mm. Like I feel like the Cleveland Steamer didn't originally involve any uh, steamrolling. No, but that got added to the definition oh, later. Because like you know steamer I mean? would have just been like because it's hot. Yeah. Like, I mean, because, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So considering that these things are generally kind of made up, <laughs> I, I think there's a, there's also some uh, some some changes in the definition. To get back to etymology yeah. talk, there's also a little bit of uh, uh, changes in the definitions of things. I see. Okay. So feel free to look up Alabama Hot Pocket and Space Docking, because especially the Space Docking, I was like, man, these people really go through a lot to get feces into their buttholes and vaginas <laughs> well i mean you have a similar experience just the other way so it's it's, uh, it's relatable okay just getting I it do out, have to I say mean. like dudes with the butt play i just don't can we at least uh, never mind i don't know okay um all right <laughs> nothing <laughs> moving on please let's just bow move on this one the dracula computer improv I feel like, I know we've said this multiple times, but the their improv, Wendy and David's improv, is pretty funny. And I think I almost find more humor in it because it seems to tickle Wendy so much <laughs> that it makes me laugh the way she talks and the way she delivers it. It's not necessarily super funny, but when Allison tries to join in, it just really puts a spotlight on the fact that she's really terrible at improv. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't say terrible. I would say she is um, Can't do it. dwarfed by <laughs> Wendy oh. and David. Um, but then it's like, oh, uh, and then this, and then, but then this, that, but wait, did this happen though too? And then this happened? And then, and then, and then this? And I'm like, oh my God, it's like me trying to do improv. Like, no thanks. I, she, she lacks polish. As she said, it's not a thing that she did, was into or right. got into that much. And did, Yet you know. still tries. And even Daniel was like piping in with some funny lines where it's like, oh boy. Anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, they brought up uh, Cost Plus World Market and I used to go there a, a lot. A lot of my furniture in the house is from there. But this was something, and I know we've talked about this before. Because this was something in our house that we would never call it cost plus because it made no fucking sense. We're like, why are they telling us that it's cost more to buy from here? So we only ever called it world market. I'm very aware that it says cost plus world market, but I would never call it that. I think it's a terrible name. And I did think it was funny that David was like, David and Woody both seem like they're from a different planet on all of the topics at this Thursday episode. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, the cost, hmm. Yeah, I, I'd never thought about that before. The cost plus is a, I assume it has something to do with, like, buying things at cost or something. But just or, above? <laughs> yeah, cost I don't know. Plus. Or va- the plus is the value or something. Mm. I don't know. But then it's confusing because world market and cost, like, cost plus sounds very, like, Walmart. And world market sounds like, ooh, there's going to be yeah, some world exotic is- items here. Clearly a better name, yeah. yeah. Just stick with the one. I think we're good with that. Oh, so I Googled it, and it it's apparently comes from things being sold at cost plus 10%. So they're saying oh, we're, it's, it's only really, another 10% over what we're paying for. But or something, if we is, went and really did some homework, do you think that that would be true? I don't think so. No, but also, it's still a weird name <laughs> either way. It's a way. stupid name either way. I agree. <laughs> um, it would be like if a store was called, like, small profit or something it's like well cool i don't i don't need to know about your business like that right Uh, just above the margin speaking of dumb one thing that i forgot to do this season in my attempt to make christmas magical i forgot to get the kids advent calendars which i always usually do and i completely forgot by december 15th i was at trader joe's trying to find my chocolate covered cherries that i always get and they were out of them and i'm like and they don't have advent calendars I'm like shit it's december 15th what the hell's wrong with me i was trying to be so on top of things but david's communist advent calendar i don't know what his idea is but uh just wait till your kids are older david they're not gonna want to take turns opening doors windy knows y- this is yes this is uh the difference between having a baby and maybe kids that are a couple years older where right. they don't necessarily uh behave in, a, in in an orderly way especially when candy is involved on a holiday right yeah that's no plus i get the ones from cost plus i get the ones from trader joe's that are 99 cents so like you can afford too and the chocolate is pretty good it's like their water you know whatever and the kids would have it in the morning it wasn't a nighttime thing but i'm like oh shit should i get one now and just that's sad you don't just eat all of them one day that's just that's just no next year it is um i did get i don't know who it was i think it was one of the bffs got my cat an advent calendar and oh that was really fun i think i got one too from trader joe's or maybe, I don't know. I could have sworn I had two at some point. Sometimes when the kids were younger, I'd find some really fun ones. Like when Johnny was into Legos, I would he got like the little Lego one. That was cool. They had, what's the other German can, or candy? The other German toy company, Playmobil. They had, I don't know if it's German. It might be Dutch also. But anyway, they had like some really cool advent calendars every once in a while. I think when my daughter got a little older, there was like a makeup one Target had that was fun. But in general, the 99 cent one just as a little special, like fun thing each day to uh, to Cleveland steamroll your way into to the Christmas spirit. Into the new year. Yeah. Yes, that too. There was some futon talk and I've definitely dated people that had futons back in the day. They're not ideal. Seeing as you're someone that collects mattresses, were you aware that they make mattresses bigger than California King? Yes. I I think we My mind was blown on this one. I did not know they were yes. bigger than California. I mean, I know King and California King are just one's longer, one's wider. But I've definitely thought of, I'm sure rich people can make custom ones, but I didn't know they actually made these things. 
Yeah, I th- we have talked about this before, I think, of you, like, in your uh, dream aesthetic, you wanted, like, a big, like, yes. I dream of genie room with, right. like, a gigantic mattress that takes up the entire room or something like that. kind of like wanted, that. like, the whole floor to be a mattress or just, like, pillows as far as the eye can see. But my ultimate dream is to have a round mattress and have, like, a big vintage bed. But I, I didn't realize they make, uh, you know what's, do you know what the names of these mattresses are? Because I looked them up. <laughs> Uh, harem mattresses or something? They are Wyoming King, Texas King, and Alaskan King is the biggest one. Dumb. Hate it. I know! Wyoming trying to get their name. Hey, hey, we're we're big too. Wyoming. You know what? Get out of here. We're going to screw California and we'll be the next size up. Of course, there's going to be a Texas one. Alaskan just sounds funny. But Wyoming? Come on, guys. No. I mean, Alaska would have to be like three times the size of the Texas one. Yeah, it's like a hundred inch by. I looked. It looked like it was like double the size of a Californian king, the Alaskan one. But I was just like, "This is my this is my dream." Just mattresses as far as the eye can see. Apparently, I guess. Um, that feels like a like a multiple wives kind of situation. So like I, in the model need, yeah. of each one, it was like this is how many people can sleep, and I was like, "This looks a little bit like." big love or some sort of situation like that but um exactly or uh you know jonestown or something yeah huh huh hmm well i'm in (laughs) so (laughs) why am i laughing (laughs) we all know why okay oops shit i am googling alaskan king mattress yeah I think it, like, sleeps four people comfortably, but, I mean, my bed can sleep probably three. I don't know. When we were all laying in my bed, we, we weren't laying, like, sardines, though, when the four of us were all in my bed. Yeah. We could sleep yeah, three was, probably was, comfortably. Um, probably, yeah. Yeah, depending on who it is, I guess, because, two, I've slept uncomfortably for, like, 20 years, but. Oh, boy. Uh, it's <laughs> less of a physical space <laughs> issue. Yes. More of a an energy issue. But also the snoring was pretty terrible. But anyway, um, I did recently bad. sleep on somebody's this couch like and it was quite comfortable. Mattress. What now? Uh, I'm looking at an Alaskan King mattress and it doesn't look good. It looks like two like queens or full size mattresses mm. next to each other with like a thinner, thinner layer on top. Did you also so like see there's like a larger oh. queen bed? Also, it's called like an Olympic. These are all like brand new things I'm learning today. Sex moves, huh. mattresses. What's next? Oh, hold on. So I'm looking at the little diagram of the stick figure people and how many fit on a yeah. bed. Think about all the different sex moves you can do in every corner of that bed. Okay, hold on. So, so the Alaskan king has two couples on it. Okay, that's what <laughs> like I, a man and a woman and I another thought. woman and a that's man. That's what I thought. Like, okay, I was like, what are what's we, going what on? Are looking at here. What, what are, are we, we advertising? <laughs> So the other ones are like a couple or two people and a baby or two people and a baby and like a dog. This one just has like four adult people on it. All right. I can't imagine sleeping with four adults in a bed. That sounds terrible. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like I would love my own room. If I ever get paired up again, like let's have our own room. JK. <laughs> sure. Just a little slot in the door or mm-hmm. something. I know what you're saying. Maybe a big slot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hopefully all right uh you have anything else from thursday speaking of big slots oh, uh, yes i do <laughs> um so they talked about 
the mall. Yes. And, uh, you know, which mall is good, which mall is bad, and which going to the mall as a teenager. Yes. Uh, were, so I did not remember that Wendy also worked at Victoria's Secret yeah, when she was same. a teenager. I don't recall if this came up with Lindsay was on. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was the, an interesting coincidence. I do have to say all yeah. the different abandoned malls are all going to be turning into something. The one that's here in Orange, I they keep tossing out ideas of what it's going to be. But I do love this 80s mall pop-up idea of just having... You know, I mean, of course, there's already Spencer's gifts at places, but you could have the Heidi's Frogan Yozard, and you can have the hot dog on a stick, and you can have all of the different. What is it? The it's the Foot Locker, oh, but yeah. all the different '80s. You know, the Yankee Candle. The fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember the most common one that I used to steal from Hickory Farms. Um, Orange Julius. Which, of course, uh, I stole sausage. But yeah, all of Claire's. these would be fun. Just a KB Toys. You'd have Walton Books. Yes, <laughs> maybe a blockbuster yeah. in there. Yeah, and maybe a two. So yeah, a $2 I also thought, theater. Why not? That was a cool. Oh, I missed. The, I still think regularly about the the one or two dollar theater yes. that I used to go to when I was a kid. There was one at the Orange Mall that's right next to me. Next to me, really close to me, and um, it got torn down and they just added a giant walmart to the mall and that's the downhill of the orange mall <laughs> i was like oh man yeah that was a re- i really i really missed that that was i had i have many good memories of seeing movies there for cheap like you yeah. know a couple months after they came out or whatever like around the, right before or around the same time i got the home video you could watch it in a theater in like a second run theater yes. so i think for there was a period where most of the movies i saw in theaters were at those theaters so i I have fond memories of those. I think, so the um, mall I used to hang out at is Main Place Mall, and that's in, I think that's more like Orange Santa Ana, like Border, and that's where Kindergarten Cop, I think, was filmed, parts of. I might be mixing it up with another Arnold movie, but they mentioned one, too, that at whatever mall that they were talking about. Uh, back to the Future. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, when I was, uh, this was probably 1989, and my mom had remarried. And so I had a stepsister that were that was my best friend. For Christmas, we both got gift certificates to the mall. So it was Ooh, like interesting. you could spend your money anywhere at the mall. And I was, let's see, in 1989, I was like, what, 13 or something. And it was just like a dream come true. The amount of stupid shit that we bought. It was like Dumb and Dumber and the 10-gallon foam hats. Like... <laughs> Just, I think we got like big stuffed bears. I think I got sure, like That's w- what you one with a top hat and monocle, and like the other one was like they were like Victorian bears. <laughs> All right, I'm liking the sound of these bears. It's very fancy. And you bears know, they always me. had like those t- she- um, those t-shirt shops with like clever sayings on them, and it, there was like a YB Normal t-shirt. And I think I bought that, and my brother did not let me hear the end of that. <laughs> no. Um, couldn't handle it couldn't handle an independent thinker but the funny thing is is like at the time i think if i would have gone in without being so overwhelmed i would have like made better decisions of like getting all of my best clothes that i wanted and stuff i think we just were like we're being silly because we each had like 300 dollars or something ridiculous which is a lot in 1989 to be given that's a lot in 19 Yeah, yeah that's that's quite a bit yeah but we felt like 
we felt like two like nerdy pretty women <laughs> yeah you had your little not montage so, not so pretty yeah i was just waiting for uh, larry miller to come out and help us try on clothes and give us pizza <laughs> i will say so yeah i like the the idea of the the 1980s style mall with all the retro stuff in it yeah there is in portland there's a a thing called the kennedy school which is i talked a little bit about this with shara but i ended up uh it's on the cutting room floor, but it is a school, like an old, like an actual high school, I think it was, but it's turned into like a hotel and a bar. So like there's rooms in there that are converted into bars and uh, there's a, a bunch of rooms that are converted into hotel rooms, but it's physically on where a school would be. And it's literally the same building. Oh. Uh, like with all like the, you know, it looks like a school. It looks, it is actually very weird and disorienting um like it because it it totally looks like you just walked into a school but it also looks like a school from tv and movies from your memory but it's there's you know it's the lighting is kind of dim it feels like the dream you have where you're an adult but you're back in school it's it's kind of fucked up but it's also very interesting and i think you could do like a 1980s version of that where you fully have you make it like a pop-up or like a, a, a themed thing where you don't actually have to have an, an actual, you know, open blockbuster or whatever. Right. Or a target with a popcorn machine. Um, uh-huh. But you have uh, whatever 1980s things you have. You have some sort of Orange Julius yeah. type thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I like it. It is very, it's a thing that I'd like to tell people about, but also is extremely weird. And it's it's one of those, it's like, I you have to see this, but also it's uncanny. Wow, that's wild. Okay. Also, the bathrooms are authentic school bathrooms, so they're Whoa. like too small and the urinals are too close to one another. There's like a shower in the bathroom. Like it's, uh-huh. it's a, it's a weird, huh. it's, it's a weird situation. Interesting. Huh. That's pretty uh pretty pretty cool i also there's a, sorry there's an arcade we're, around it's... here called reagan years and i think it has oh. all like 80s just an 80s arcade and everything's like cheap too like it's a nickel or something oh wow well, yeah also one last about the kennedy school yeah. last thing it's also in like a residential neighborhood it's wow. fully in it's it's just a school that they converted into like that this hotel and bar and like there's like event spaces and so it's very very weird but it's okay. it is next time yeah. I go to Portland anyway. I need to hit this place up I yeah I suggest you needing uh, a trip up there yeah. so yeah yeah that sounds awesome anything else from Thursday from Thursday so, oh well about mall stuff did you yeah. have a what was your hangout at the mall did you um, have a place that you would go to all the time I think. Uh, so going to Main Place and Orange Mall were the two places, and I think we would just, like, roam around. We just wandered around, running into people. I never had money to buy anything, except for the one time I mentioned. And yeah, same. maybe, like, going to Wet Seal or Charlotte Roost with my mom, like, once a year for, like, school clothes. Or when I was really little, getting shoes at, like, uh, Buster Brown's or whatever. <laughs> but I... Uh, yeah, we mostly just like wandered around. When I got a little tiny bit older and I was like into toys again, I remember going to like toy stores and getting like the kind of collectible toys that you're not going to open. I remember kind of like that being a thing. But for the most part, getting like snacks or like wishing I had money for snacks was pretty much hoping some boys would be wandering around that could uh, 
take a peek at. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like Safari. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. I so I would uh, check out a video arcade if mm, possible, yeah. of course. Because okay. um, that's there was a period where all the new cool video games would come out in arcades first, and then sort of trickle their way into like you know Nintendo, Super Nintendo, whatever. Right. So that the the highest tech newest stuff was in arcades. Um, so that was always cool for me, even when I didn't have money. I would just like look around. Same with like a. Uh, oh, video game stores i liked a lot again mm. like they had like a little display set up with some new video game on it that you could play around on but again no money to actually buy stuff right. but just look around like i always went to the bookstores i always looked at like oh i really want this like sometimes you would find cool clothes like when they started selling maybe like band t-shirts at the mall or like docks or something i'd be like oh i want these but for the most part yeah just wandered around yeah just walden wandered. books i liked for similar yeah reasons just to look at some books and look the at some smell books. was so good and like yeah. yeah yeah for sure and just look at how expensive everything was i'm like yep i'm either stealing it or i'm buying nothing <laughs> well that's life it is life that was my life mm-hmm. okay so they talked about um on instagram i think it was daniel talked about seeing like abandoned malls and these videos of people just walking around mm. um i have seen stuff like that on tiktok but about uh, one in particular was, I think it's Ron Jeremy, but they didn't say. They talked about some, like, a uh, former adult film actor's, like, $8 million house. And it's been abandoned for, like, seven years. Um, and so, th- like, they just walked around this big giant house with, the, like, big bedrooms and this empty pool, this empty indoor pool. And it was just, it was really... Interesting. It was, yeah, huh. it, it was very... It's odd to see something that was clearly it's clearly just like a house that could be fixed up but it's just it's been abandoned and it's no one's been there that for is weird long. it's like apocalypse um that reminds me too of uh matt Gurley's other his podcasts called mall walking and they kind of it was one of the things that we got to see live uh, before i saw townland and uh they just kind of had a screen behind them and they were just like they're on like a those little walking exercise machines so they're both walking and talking and like the screen would show up behind them with like something they'd talk about it and it was always like these 80s different uh stores so that was kind of fun too i don't know how far you can go with this but um but it was pretty fun to watch yeah sounds cool yeah is that it uh for you think that is it so um before we wrap it up i wanted to ask you you touched on it a little bit but what are your christmas plans oh so i may or may not be seeing some friends later tonight as it is right now i don't know i don't know if i feel like going out but tomorrow i'm gonna go see a movie with some family uh we're gonna be watching the new color purple that is coming out um we have like a semi a pretty regular christmas tradition you know, I can't always make it, but uh, I'm watching a movie on Christmas Day, um, like, like a, a movie in theaters. So yeah, it'll be nice to see everybody. Um, and that's kind of it. That. Yeah, that's 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 fun. I love tradition and I love obviously like getting together with the people that you love and having tradition like that. That makes every any holiday, including Arbor Day, which is I'm going to obviously start celebrating. It's very important. <laughs> yes. But uh, I love that. That's really cool. And you, yourself? Yeah. So for tonight, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, we're changing things up a little bit. So we're going to go to 
church and then I made reservations at a restaurant, um, this really good seafood restaurant. So I'm excited for oysters tonight. So we're going to do that and then look, go drive around, look at lights and then come home. And our normal tradition is to watch Edward Scissorhands, which is what we're going to do. And I'm going to make ambrosia salad and that'll be our dessert. That's uh, one of our newer traditions that came out in the last couple of years. But yeah, so we're just going to, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to go to church and see a lot of people that I've been getting to know. And like, it's very conducive to the season. It feels good to be there. And tomorrow morning, I'll wake up and the kids will open presents. I'll start on my mimosas. And my mom will come over with her wife and we will, um, I make them breakfast and uh, they gave us, they already gave it to us, but they're giving us the gift of going to the WB Studios. Oh my God. Sure. The WB Studios tour um, because they've decorated it for Gilmore Girls again this year for a couple of weeks. So we're going to go out and do that a couple of days after Christmas. So um, we're going to have a good, fun couple of days. And then, as I said, I'm going to one of my, I don't know if it's one of my favorite restaurants, but. It's just a very amazing location. I took uh, little Rafi up there before he moved, and that's the Orange Hill restaurant. It has really good views. You can see all the way out to the ocean. You can see down to you can see to downtown LA. You can see Allison mentioned Fashion Fashion Island. You can kind of see all of these things from up on top of the hill, and um, hopefully we'll get to see the sunset from up there. But I'm going with a couple of the TNC people. We're gonna go have Christmas brunch, Liner, Lupper. Um, so. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Dessert. Um, that's the mix of dinner and dessert. Yes. And it is going to be, it's expensive and kind of like frivolous, but eh, it's a gift to myself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Good. You you have, you deserve it. I Get yourself something that. nice. Yeah. Thank you. I So I'm excited to kind of get dressed up and kind of finish off the season before we roll into the new year, which I've got some fun plans for that too. So we'll talk about that next time, I'm sure. All right. Well, BFFs, I if you'd like to join us, email, whatever. You know all the stuff. If you don't, then come on. Uh, Trice, where can we find you? Where can we find me, you ask? I will Correct. be um, in a plane that is flying overhead. I don't know if you uh, can hear the helicopter that's outside. Um, uh, you know what? I Where, where, where will I work people find me? Uh, in your hearts this Christmas day, when... When you think of Tiny Tim and the Christmas goose and the uh, and you ask yourself, you open the window up and you say, hey, boy, what day is this? It's Trice Day. Oh. I am here. I'm the spirit of Christmas. Uh, doesn't know. Not quite sure what day it is, but we'll hang out and chat. Uh, anyway, find me in the Facebook group, probably. I'll be lurking around. I'm I'm, I'm there. Much like the Christmas spirit, even if you don't see me, I'm there. I'm just a part part of the the firmament. Mm. And uh, other than that, don't worry about it. So you're a flat earther. Okay. All right. Uh, Make sure and stay tuned after the show for a double your pleasure catch up with uh, none other than Trice and me. (laughs) Or not. It's fine. And if you don't want to, then fucking don't. But BFFs, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. You truly are the fucking best. Thank you and good night. Have a goose. Every time. God and sinners reconcile.
Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ the highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, please present with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn. Yeah.
Christ 
present Cause I'm blessed by nationality I'm a member of a growing populace We impose our popularity There are things that seem to pull us under and There are things that drag us down But there's a power and a vital presence It's lurking all around We've got the American Jesus See him on the interstate We've got the American Jesus He outbuilt the president's estate Population, Cause some few live in the USA At least the foreigners can copy our morality They can visit but they cannot stay Only precious few can garner the prosperity And makes us walk with renewed confidence We got a place to go when we die And the architect resides right here We've got the American Jesus Fostering national faith We've got the American Jesus Overwhelming millions every day He's the farmer's barren fields The pussy army wheels Expressions on the faces of the starving millions The power of the man The few that drives the clan He's the motive and the conscience of the murderer He's a preacher on TV The false sincerity The formula that's written by the big computers The nuclear bombs The kids with no moms And a fearful man he's inside me Yeah! We've got the American Jesus See him on the interstate We've got the American Jesus Exercising his authority We've got the American Jesus Fostering